0: Topic from love chat for Matt to the hate in
1: your heart. I can't believe it. There
0: are no limits. You can be nice. I love Lindsay. Yeah, you can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at nine, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. Another week, uh, our Discord has survived. I can't believe oh, it.
2: Discord. I... Right.
0: <laughs> that's right. I need to join the, uh, the live room, too. Uh, whoops, that's the waiting room. Here's the live room. But, as I mentioned last week, Discord has been going through, uh, well, banning certain members of our server. And, uh, and, and I, what I didn't realize is just before we went live last week, they actually sent me an email that said, your server is in violation of our terms. You need to, uh, you need to, you need to remove the content on the server that is against our terms of service. Yikes. To which I replied, there are, there's something like four years of 5,000 people talking on there. What do you want me to remove specifically? Yeah. And I got no, they, they responded linking me to their terms of service. Why is it my job to enforce their terms of service? Not answered. So we're up against the clock with Discord. We've survived another week. There will be a backup as well. If uh, if people are wondering if the Colin show will survive, of course it will survive. Because uh, if if Discord doesn't want to host the show, then we'll figure it out somewhere else. Anyway, uh, that's all the news on that front, and we'll uh, I will update you when more information becomes available. If you're uh, if you're looking to get into the show tonight or any show, of course. Join the Discord server for now. And uh, you can put your name in the roll call 10 minutes before we go live. And then I will randomize all the names and we will go uh, in the order that the random generator picks. Please keep your calls to uh, two to three minutes uh, as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. And uh, we'll take breaks every half hour to catch up with Super Chat on YouTube and Streamlabs and Live of course, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, send us an email. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line, and we will respond to it on the show. And boy, do we have a lot of responses tonight. So we'll have to be...
1: I know, it. and I don't know how many of these I can commit to. I can already hear my baby crying downstairs because she's hungry, so what it's do- going to be gonna be a tough show. we'll
0: do like one one answer for each of us when we get there because we're gonna have to keep it moving my goodness thanks for uh thanks for providing us with content guys uh this is a lot to work with so we'll do the best we can anyways i'll waste no more time and uh wow this looks like there was uh some kind of inside job here because dangerous spaces is helping me organize the call list and he's actually the lucky random randomly generated caller <laughs> number one so it looks like we're looks like we're cheating here but we're not dangerous space is you there
3: yeah i'm here uh no you didn't actually randomize you cut the paste and uh, cut the list repasted and it's still in the same order
0: oh you thank you are a very honest person you're right you're exactly do you right. Wanna, i got it 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 repasted but do you want to kick me out yeah, yeah. you have to you get the kick hell me out and of here
3: randomized
0: i'll random there yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that i randomized it I'll, but I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> it was nice to hear from you and thanks for being an honest actor no but, Thanks, man. Maybe we'll catch you a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, my apology. You know, what is this show without a little bit of duct tape? Actually, the number, the randomly uh, generated first caller is Bobble. Where's Bobble? Bobble, you got to hop in the uh, the waiting room and I can get you. Uh, Nathan is up after that. Uh, remember, guys, you got to hop in the uh, the waiting room if you want me to pull you in. Otherwise, I can't find you. El Vaquero is third here. Okay. Uh, there we go. Alva are you there? All right, I'm Hello. off to a I'm off to a solid start tonight.
2: <laughs> so uh, I I guess I'm first. Yeah, yeah, well the
0: other the others are not waiting in the in the waiting
2: room, so lucky you. I'll see if I can oh, get back amage- to them. Amateurs. Yeah. Well, Matt, you know what book I'm reading right now. Or actually three books. Yeah. Um uh Gulag Archipelago. Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And I've got to tell you, I'm only halfway through the second chapter right now. And I have never wanted to yeet Marxists into the sun so badly. Oh my God. It is. I mean, it's, it's horrific um, what they did to people. Hmm. And I'm just going through all of the, you know, why did they arrest people? Well, because they had quotas. I mean, yeah, they'd arrest enemies, but Oh, the guy you want to arrest isn't there. Fine, we'll just arrest his family instead. Right, it's right. it's it's terrible. Wow. Um they really hammered down on the church. They they got rid of the church. You couldn't you couldn't worship because that got in the way of you worshiping the state. Um so blonde, do you remember a long time ago you were saying, I don't want to ask people to take up arms and pick this fight with the left? No. Well, let me tell you what. You don't have to ask because, after, you know, just this little bit of reading, you, I know that you and I would both get put into a gulag if the left actually got the power it want, or yeah. wants. So you don't have to ask. I'm chomping at the bit.
1: Okay. I won't have to ask. I, I yeah. will get banned if I do, but you all know what I'm thinking at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, it's it's like reading this is... is it, I don't know it's just like they would do really screwed up things like one interrogator took some woman he was dating to like a, a theater show and then walked her right into the doorstep of of uh, Lubyanka which was basically probably the NKVD or KGB headquarters back then hmm. like it, it was just complete cutthroat and if you didn't inform on people they would arrest you right on the spot I mean it's yeah. just pure evil I mean wow. Marxists yeah, yeah. If Marxism, cancel
1: culture is reminiscent of all of this, I hope people realize that. Yes,
2: it is. Marxism doesn't need to be put in the dustbin of history. It needs to be put into the wood chipper of history. <laughs>
1: I hear you. Well stated, with, yeah.
2: Yeah. And with that said, I'll get out of your hair so you can get to other callers. Well, um, thanks,
0: man. I appreciate it. Yeah. And happy reading. And uh, thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. Uh, Bobble is back. Let's, let's see if Bobble's there. You there, Bobble?
4: I am here. Sorry about that. Um, no problem. I saw, saw the list reposted and it was like, uh, oh, I'm a little ways down the list. I can go take a dump. Yeah. Then I'm sitting on the, I'm sitting on the toilet <laughs> and that they're just like, oh, of course, when it randomizes, I'm first when yeah. I am in the middle of taking a dump. Anyway, hundred
0: percent my fault. Sorry <laughs> about that.
4: <laughs> no worries. No worries at all.
0: Anyway, oh, what's God. on your mind?
4: Ah, uh, trying to think. Um, I had, Things I was thinking about talking about, but now none of it is coming to my brain. Oh, um,
5: the well, first. Help.
4: Okay, I'll, I'll think of one thing. Um, so, I, it seems strange to me with all of this, uh, like all the most recent, um, like all the most recent stuff going on, all of the the Black Lives Matter stuff, and all of that with all these different companies, you know, suddenly. Uh, Filling, filling everything full of of uh, of pro BLM whatever in every possible place because they're all too you know too terrified to to not say anything or to to not care. Mm-hmm. And I like I figured you know I, I'm a I'm a graphic designer and I work for a company here that's that represents CPAs mm-hmm. and I figured that that my job at least would probably be pretty resistant to that kind of stuff, right? Because you know like. We work for, for CPAs, like the, the you know, probably the, the least, <clears throat> probably like the least political group of people you could imagine. Well, yeah, but least, it's, it's at
0: disproportionately least. white. So you have oh, to of acknowledge yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
4: yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it's so weird to me that, you know, I was, I was assuming, ah, oh, they, you know, they're probably not going to say anything. I don't think I need to worry about my company. Right. But yeah. no, I don't know. They still had to make some sort of, some sort of ridiculous statement and, you know, like, now they're offering you know it's so weird to me because there's so much you know there there is so much worry here even even in the CPA you know in the CPA profession about about diversity etc cetera, etc cetera, equity etc you know all of that kind of stuff that just confused the hell out of me because I remember seeing the statement just being and reading it and just being like like why why? I mean, it's partially because I live in this, because of the state I live in. I know mm-hmm. that, but like, you know, I'm sure if I was part of the C, I'd imagine if I was I, part of a CPA association in Texas, no one would give a shit. You
0: might be surprised, to- man. It's literally everywhere. It's it's like, every organization, <sighs> every organization that I that has ever received my email has sent me an email first about coronavirus, but then about Black Lives Matter.
4: Yes, yeah, it's, it's weird, like. I think the weirdest thing to me was playing video games and being yeah. assaulted with it. Yeah, like, Modern Warfare yeah.
0: did it badly. Yes, yes, yeah, I, was I was
4: I went to play it like it, that entirely turned me off of sitting and playing Modern Warfare because I like I, I, I don't normally play Call of Duty because they annoy me. But this one I kind of like for for specific goofy, like I do, gun too. Related reasons. Well, yeah, the, the
0: weapon customization is awesome.
4: Like the weapon customizations and the like the animations and the way that they move and everything about it looks really cool but anyway yeah. so i started playing it and then that like the day after like you know like it takes from the time that i click play on the game and to where i get into a match there's like i am hit with like six different black lives matter messages yeah. so just like, they took them away there.
0: finally but yeah they it was, did yeah, yeah but i was
4: just like what the f- what the fuck why yeah.
0: I, I was waiting for them to delete the police characters, the police skins mm-hmm. that are in the game, but they haven't yeah, done yeah, that yet.
4: Oh, a hundred percent. I'm yeah. kind of surprised they didn't, to be honest. Like anyway, and they, then, and then they decided, Oh, you know, we hate, we hate, you know, we don't like people's tags that they have, you know, we we don't like people's clan <laughs> tags. So they're, they're <laughs> like, we have to, we have to do a better job of policing the, the mean things that people right. say in Call of Duty. Yeah. They, so, went, they
0: went on this bender blonde bragging about how like they were going to crack down on racist language in the game. And you know how you know how young men are with online video games? Racist language yeah. is like half the appeal. So I saw yeah. this great Reddit post that was <laughs> juxtaposed their statement on racist language in the game with a screenshot from the game where everyone's clan tag was Jews and everyone's gamer tag was something N-word. Various forms of N-words and they were all in the Jews clan. All right, that's Call oh, of Duty. Yeah. And that's why people yeah. like playing Call of Duty. Sorry, it is. And, oh, if, 100%, and yeah. if you can't handle the words... Maybe the game's not for you. Try something else.
4: Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, and, and they, they even went so far as to, like, purge everyone's clan tags entirely, so you had to remake them, and I guess they were monitoring what you remade it as. Yeah, so good. You know, so they could ban you if you remade it. Yeah. Uh, remade it as something mean, but...
0: We gotta let you go, but thank you for calling in, man. Yeah, good, yeah, no worries. Good I'll, luck I'll try out there.
4: To be better prepared next week for, for, the, uh, for the possibility of getting put first on the list. Oh, no
0: problem. Uh, have a good night. <laughs>
4: you
0: too guys okay uh, I missed Nathan but Nathan I don't know maybe Nathan had to take off Nathan if you're still hanging out hop in the waiting room I'll get you uh, I don't even know how to say this one Kabuto um yeah Kabuto Kabuto bond yep. yeah. <laughs> it's like- um, yeah Kabuto get that stream muted what's on your mind Hello. can get you hear me
6: stream.
0: okay you gotta get no, your stream muted guys
6: michael we have yep can you hear me now
0: yeah loud and clear
6: okay um oh my gosh i'm like fangirling right now i love you guys so much
0: <laughs> pressure's on let me tell you this oh, is oh a very is a very important moment
6: okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't just
1: mute the previous caller so i could talk to my husband for like three minutes I'm sorry. What? okay
6: well i had I- to <laughs> he
1: had to move some stuff
6: Okay, well, uh blonde, I have to say, I congratulations on your the birth of your baby daughter.
1: Um Oh, thank you. I'm just it.
6: like so happy for you. My husband and I have been we've been trying to conceive for 5 years and Aww. it hasn't worked out for us, um but we're moving forward with foster care and adoption soon. So Oh,
1: cool. Yeah.
6: We're excited about that. Um, well, I'll
1: keep you guys in my prayers.
6: Thanks. But yeah, if you ever like feel like the Urge to talk about adoption on your motherland channel, and all that would be cool
1: i don't know anything about it i don't i don't know if we even could people that have actually adopted kids would be like why are you talking about this you don't have you don't have any life experience <laughs>
6: yeah. no no i love that about you too like like you want to be authentic so that's great <laughs> um so yeah my i wanted to come on and just talk to you guys about um the religious um decision that came out of the supreme court today with the little sisters of the poor
0: yeah, oh, yeah i know almost nothing about this so give me the rundown
6: Well, I'm Catholic, and that was the other thing. Congrats, Blonde, on turning Catholic. Thanks. Uh, (laughs) um, So I kind of like got into it with a friend on Facebook today. Um, We were talking about this ruling, and she just said religious liberty is personal and that um, we're not allowed to force others to believe the same way we do and that the ruling is basically allowing the Catholic Church and these nuns to impose their religious moral belief on others. But don't employees have the choice to leave?
0: Well, I guess, can you remind me, the, what's at issue here? Is it, is, there, is it one of the birth control things, or what's the issue of yeah, the case?
6: The Catholic Church has a stance on birth control where um, we don't teach birth control. We don't, mm-hmm. the, the church doesn't believe in birth control. Um, but this case has really nothing to do with that. It's about the religious liberty of the nuns in paying for birth control for their employees. And they didn't want to do that because it violates their conscience. Um, So it is a religious liberty issue, but my friend was arguing that it's, religious liberty is personal. And um, I asked her to explain that more and she's like, well, communities have the right to enforce you know they don't have the right to enforce what they believe on others i don't know well it's yeah just, how is it
0: enforcing it on you if it's just a term of employment you, it, right right you can leave at any time that's the point you were making prior yeah, yeah I, I mean that,
6: that's what i think but, but the
0: court the court did side with the catholic employer they that's did. how okay
6: yeah these poor nuns have had to fight for 8 years on this yeah so.
0: and how how did the case break down do we know which justices went where was it a an even split or was it uh
6: you know, I wish I could tell you. My husband okay. and I like watch your show and like other things every morning.
0: I <laughs> like we no, I I I should be the one who's following this news story. I haven't looked at it at all today. Um but no,
5: we But yeah, I,
0: I I just reject the premise that it's imposing your beliefs on other people when it's the terms of employment. That's not you going to someone else's house and trying to use the force of law to yeah. make them live the way that you want to. That's saying if you want to participate in this mutually consenting arrangement between us, these are the terms. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't, Um, I don't have a problem with that at all. And I don't know yeah. how anyone would characterize that as a, as a liberty issue. You are at liberty to leave any time.
6: Yeah, I mean, a friend of mine was commenting further on the post, and she's like, well, some people don't have a choice in where they work. And I'm okay. like, well, McDonald's is always h- hiring. Yeah, really. Like,
1: I mean, in a perfect market, people uh, do have a choice. I see how that's becoming kind of increasingly a bunk argument, though, because it is getting more and more difficult for people to choose their place of employment but that is not our fault so
0: yeah that's not that's not the responsibility of your employer i know of that that might not. be an yeah. unfortunate market reality but yeah. but yeah they convincing yourself that you have no other opportunities only ensures that you have no other opportunities too by the way that's how you make sure that becomes a, that that becomes a self fulfilling prophecy
1: I mean, yeah, that's why people buy their own birth control anyway? It's inexpensive if that's what you want to do. And it's why is why is your employer responsible for this? It's crazy. It's crazy to call this baseline health care. Why?
6: Hmm. Well, I mean, the Catholic Church argues that, you know, birth control is not health care. And I've seen it's, a lot it's of not. facts to back that up. I mean, I've yeah. never taken it. I have all the conditions that would, you know, the church would say, actually, I could take it, you know, because I have endometriosis and. Um I could treat it with that but I never have cuz it's like a carcinogen. <laughs> hmm.
0: Yeah. All right, well thank you for updating us on the case and uh we got to let you go, but um but thank you for that and uh and and best of luck to you and your husband. It was nice to hear from you.
6: Thanks. Bye.
0: Have a good night. The old blonde wave goodbye, my favorite. Ah, <laughs>
6: oh, why do I do that?
0: <laughs> uh okay. <laughs> some people
1: are watching it's it's a later thing i
0: know but more people more people listen later
1: is that true really
0: yeah 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 it's more of a it's more of a listen later thing
1: people listen to this show later
0: people listen to this show later on the audio platforms uh hillary is up next hillary hilarious in fact that sounds uh well let's see if that's true are you in fact hilarious hillary
7: um, I don't know. I guess that's up to you to decide.
0: Okay. Well, the pressure's on. I need a joke.
7: All right. I don't have a joke right now. I have other things I wanted to say.
0: <laughs> okay, fine. Hillary, serious. Go for it.
7: Okay. So, first off, um I I live in Oregon, so I was wondering, what college did you go to?
0: I went to Lewis and Clark in uh, Southwest Portland, a small oh. uh, Yeah, a small liberal arts college.
7: Yeah, I've heard of that. That's fun. Okay, and also, like, this is my first time calling in, so I'm really excited.
0: Well, thanks but, for calling um, in. Much appreciated.
7: I wanted to say thanks to you guys, because this is kind of, like people say, a sanity-safe space for me, because kind of everyone around me is very either left-wing or just very cautious about what they say. And it's kind of refreshing to hear Blanche just say things <laughs> <and> without <laughs> without regards for the consequences or really any consequences, and it's great. <laughs>
0: It's nice to hear blogging. It's really
1: reckless. It's other reckless. people's
0: careers on the line. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
7: oh, think fair wh- enough.
0: Where are you living in Oregon?
7: Uh, I live in Beaverton.
0: Okay, sure. I used to, the Beaverton skate park is pretty sweet. We used to go is that there. Where
7: are you, Gene?
0: No, Beaverton is um, it's a southwest Portland subor- uh, suburb.
1: Oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, like right I actually, near Portland.
0: I worked at the Target in Tigard, uh, if you know that one. It's kind of in your neck of the woods. I might.
7: There's a couple targets near me. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what directions. street it was on.
0: Back in the day, you could have rolled into that target and uh, found me stocking shelves. <laughs> yeah, Beaverton's cool, though. Uh, and I, I like Portland and Oregon overall. It's a real shame what's going on, especially downtown Portland. I look at all these Antifa videos, and I, I remember all those sites because they're always... I mean, it's a very beautiful city overall, but I always thought that Southwest was particularly beautiful. And they're always hitting the spots that, you know, the bus used to drop us off and the spots I used to love the most about the city all being destroyed by these by these masked thugs. Yeah. So it's a real bummer.
7: Yeah. I mean, like, I don't I'm not a fan of cities in general. And like Oregon, or at least where I live, is very left wing. So everyone around me has just been that way. And so I'm not a fan of this place.
0: Are you trying to get out? You think you're going to stay there?
7: Oh, I'm trying to get out. Like I go to college in Iowa now just so I can oh, get cool. as far away from Oregon as possible.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Oregon used to be very conservative. It makes me really oh, worried oh. about Idaho.
0: It still is outside of Portland, but that's true of a lot of states. Eastern yes. Oregon is very conservative. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I had no idea. I thought it was very blue.
0: Well, no, Portland and Eugene have, dominate, yeah.
1: Yeah, they used to have a, a really a, a strong conservative presence but it's just been growing portland's kind of taken over the portland mentality has taken over and then having college towns in your state of course always yeah. poses a problem
7: it's very interesting i actually thought iowa was going to be a little bit more red than oregon and then it turns out that's not the case on any college campus
0: no oh, yeah no, I'm sure no. It, yeah <laughs> any campus you go to
7: And Iowa
1: is the home of Molly Tibbetts. And we all remember what happened. What happened there? Didn't
0: that trial get delayed again recently? Because of
1: COVID? I think so. Is that why? I think so. I might be wrong. Let me know in the live chat if I just made that up.
0: Never forget. Well, actually, do I want to go there? Or is that poor taste? Was it was what? it Molly Tibbetts' dad who was virtue signaling like?
1: Yeah, he's like, but I love their tacos. It's like uh, an illegal Mexican <laughs> just raped and murdered your daughter, so I think that now is not the time to talk about. We got to stick up for cuisine. the real
0: victims, Mexicans yeah. who are facing xenophobia. Yeah, those are the real victims of the Molly Tibbetts murder. Totally. Yeah.
1: Yikes! Yeah. Sorry, we so, took um, over your call to talk about it, this dead girl. On. <laughs> <laughs>
7: there's one more thing I wanted to talk about. Um, there's like I saw it on snapchat of like some of my friends it didn't seem like a big thing but there's this thing called an economic blackout where they were encouraging like all the black people not to buy anything yesterday have you heard about it i
0: saw some people posting about it but i don't did, did it actually do anything i i don't know i didn't see any effect of it
7: i didn't like it didn't seem that big at all and like well, i'm sure nike and black
1: and miles took a big hit
0: nike has been yeah, they got wrecked like last quarter apparently nike took a big loss or was it a loss or just reduced earnings? I can't remember, but they they took a big financial hit.
1: I'm way too proud of myself for that joke. I thought I was going to get bigger laughs. There. Oh, I didn't
0: even. Um, they went over my head. Sorry. You want to deliver it again?
1: Black and mild, you know, those like little, like cig cigarellos that black people smoke. Yeah. Uh,
0: that that one was beyond <laughs> me, but I'm sure someone Live out chat there. Is did like,
1: anybody <laughs> at home
7: laugh? <laughs> yeah.
0: Good, good one. <laughs> All right, we gotta let you go, Hillary. but uh, final word if you want it.
7: Cool, Um, yeah, another thing. Why don't you guys have a profile picture for Discord?
0: Uh, Because I'm too lazy, and (laughs) because the original account that I had that set up this server, I got locked out of it, and Discord won't let me have it back. So this is sort of just a dummy account. Oh,
7: that's right, you do have a dummy account.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I really only use Discord for this show, that's about it.
7: Fair enough. thanks for taking my call sure have a good night bye Me
0: too okay uh nathan is back let's see if we can get nathan in hey nathan you there
8: hey i'm here
0: what's on your yeah what's on your mind
8: awesome um hey i was wondering what do you think about um how are you feeling about the parties these days like do you have and also donald trump like you gonna vote for donald trump again
0: Uh, If the election were held today, yes. But at this point, I feel like I'm playing more prevent against the Democrats. Like, I am so worried about what would happen if the Democrats had um, had power in the presidency or in Congress. That at this, I know it's not a satisfactory way to vote, but my God, I just want to keep these people away from me, even though I don't feel like I'm a Republican necessarily. I don't I don't identify with the Republican Party.
1: Yeah, my instinct is to abstain from voting because I think it's kind of a meaningless gesture at this point. I mean, we kind of just don't have any political recourse. Uh, So, but I started this husband proxy thing. And so I'm just going to have to vote (laughs) the way that my husband does. And he's going to vote for Trump. So,
8: That's a a really cool idea, Blonde. I love that idea. Um, But this is the disaster. Like, so we all have a vote. We all live in a supposed democracy, but it feels so worthless to vote. I mean, that's a disaster what I know.
6: are we gonna do i don't know
1: uh ride it out i'm i'm becoming <laughs> but it, increasingly... doesn't it just get
8: worse and worse
1: yeah that's why we have to adopt some collapsitarian i mean like this is
8: not a this is gonna just end in disaster
1: yeah but th- there's no really every year
8: every four years it's just a shittier set of options and the left grows stronger and mm-hmm. uh and the right's not doing anything. You know, the right just kind of plays catch up. Like how many people on the right are going to stand up for traditional values these days? Not not many. Yeah. And
0: it's really frustrating to have your victories be like compromised with insanity too. like, yeah. oh, we'll just give them a little bit of red meat. And the next year, we'll just give them a little bit more red meat. But eventually you've sacrificed everything that was once important. Right. Because everything's incremental death. With them. Yeah.
1: Like this neocon slow death. How is that? any worse than somebody just conceding all of this ground at once. And then us being able to build something new from the ashes. Like I would argue that Um, I would rather do that. At least we could contribute to whatever it comes after this, but like it's this death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. I don't, the right's not going to be able to fix anything. They're, they're fucking worthless.
8: Right. Wait, no, why do you think the right is so impotent? I I mean, my theory is that it's all corruption that they just serve, you know, their lobbyists, their donors and same with the left. What do you yeah, think
1: yeah. That? I think part of it is that boomers won't die, um, and that they're like horrible. <laughs> I coronavirus like horribly, took
0: them out. Yeah, cause... really, the boomer doomer. Uh,
1: that they're a horribly selfish generation, and then like the political boomers are still deeply entrenched in the same kind of corruption that that Democrats are. Uh, it's all the same. It's all the same thing. Uh, so I fail to see why any of us should even engage in voting.
8: Um. I wanted to just give you a heads up. I don't know if you heard about this, but Brett Weinstein, you know, uh, he's yeah. got a pretty good idea. Have you heard of his, uh, unity 2020 hashtag and the articles of unity?
0: I've seen it mentioned uh, on Twitter, but I don't know anything about it. What's let me just
8: it? give you the lowdown real quick. Uh, here's the plan. Uh, we draft a candidate that is patriotic and um, courageous we draft two candidates actually from center right and center left mm-hmm. um andrew yang is a proposal from the center left and i don't know who's some general mcraven from the right that's an idea and we put them on the ticket Fli- uh, coin toss determines who's at the top of the ticket so we get two people that are both outside of the parties and we um see if there's a groundswell of support for these two candidates and if there is And if they have a viable path to the presidency by, you know, October or sometime, then then that's who we all vote for. And otherwise we can vote for the uh, lesser of two evils. Man, I
0: anybody my baseline for support is so low these days that if you're willing to say that you unconditionally support the United States Constitution. All right. I'm in. I'm in at that. Like, if you can say that statement, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd be I'd be willing to listen to that Ticket on that basis alone which is Sad commentary on the state of our politics That's supposed to be the baseline for everybody But mm-hmm. I don't think that's true for mm-hmm. the I don't think the majority Of democratic politicians would be willing to say That statement unequivocally without that's qualification That's true
1: and republicans would just lie About it but constitutional values mean nothing If you're just going to let a flood of Immigrants into your country that don't share Your values mm-hmm. so yeah, and, but- and you know the constitution Doesn't protect us from that so you really have no. to, would have to be like, we are going to uh, be constitutionalists, and then we're going to expel illegal immigrants, stop H-1B visas, and then try to get majority white up to 70, 80, 90% again.
0: Well, federal law is already on the books for a lot of that stuff. For what stuff? For, like, the flood of immigrants, as far as at least illegals, is not, that's not legally sanctioned, obviously, by definition. No, I know. By uh, definition
1: but they're going to have to enforce the law and then that doesn't deal with the, the 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 illegality issue doesn't deal with the demographic issue basically at all. But
8: even apart from those issues you mentioned, wouldn't a person like Andrew Yang, who's at least not a partisan hack be better than Donald Trump or Joe Biden? What do
0: you think? I don't know. Uh, it's all so bad. Andrew Yang, <laughs> Andrew Yang does make, I think he's a, a reasonable, well-intentioned person. Like I, I don't, I think I could have a conversation with him and he probably would not like ass- assign malice to me and say I'm an evil person who needs to be destroyed. That said, the guy is fundamentally about just dis- redistribution of wealth. I-, I can't really get on board with that and I don't see how that squares with constitutional principle.
1: But or I do understand his appeal of to people. Yeah. Because I'm so fed mm-hmm. up with neocons uh, that have the same attitude that when I see somebody that is kind of, not kind of and not not kind of unique but you know what i'm saying that that actually believes what they're saying it's a, it's it's appealing to me uh even though what he believes is patently retarded
8: hmm. um well hey I, I know you got other callers but um i'm i'm hopeful for count Ka- kanye he seems pretty based at this point <laughs> did you and, see um...
0: kanye's platform so far <laughs> is basically anti-abortion and anti-vax <laughs> it's like <laughs> Oh, okay, uh, I guess we can start there. That's less insane than the Democratic Party, so let's go with that. And hey, it's Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanye. I would Kanye. gladly vote for Kanye over any Democrat, yeah. a thousand times. Motherfucking lyrical genius. Okay. Yeah,
8: <laughs> he is. Um, and uh, the Articles of Unity, I think, sound um, uh, interesting at the very least. If you guys like that idea, you should check out Articles of I'm trying to tell my friends about it.
0: Okay, well, um, I'll, I'll have to learn more about it. it if you want sure Okey-doke. thanks for calling in thanks
8: by. a lot guys later
0: all right Bye. we are Bye. due for a break um, over on d live etc says yeet into the sun haha ha, amazing start this show always has an amazing start i don't know if we've ever had a smooth clean entry into this stream ever and uh etc also says adam timpool's friend is going full maga i don't know i don't um i haven't tuned no? into uh, this is uh, uh the dude adam on Tim Pool's. podcast or stream but i don't tune in frequently so i don't i don't know that much but i have it on good authority that tim pool is well on his way to voting trump which will be quite a (laughs) quite a day when that happens but i think he will i think that's going to happen i don't know much about adam
1: me neither um i should probably feed the baby uh or we can wait i don't hear her crying but it might be like at a weird interval if we wait yeah,
0: I mean, or we, we got another break coming up at the top of the hour, if that works.
1: Well, I um, don't know. I'm, I'm at her behest, so I have no idea what she's going to do.
0: We got uh, one over on um, on stream uh, Streamlabs. Crypto Crook says, My great-grandfather was a priest, and he was executed by those bastards. The Gulag Archipelago is definitely worth reading. U.S. Gen Z is so ignorant in that regard. They only If they only could learn some history of the other countries, not to repeat it here. I uh, I don't know much about the book. I've never read it, but I probably should. I have a lot of interest. Yeah, in... we
1: we definitely should have read that by now. Yet
0: haven't. Well, it's probably also something I should have read in school. Yeah. That yeah. I, I'm telling you, I learned so little about the history of uh, just communism in general. That that was. But
1: I know a ton about Nazis.
0: I I didn't. I mean, I learned the general uh, events of World War II, but. Uh, this sort of stuff was was not really a part of any of the curriculum. And even as a political science major, looking at a lot of political philosophy, I guess, that's not so much philosophy, I guess, as a recount of events. But still, just the, the downsides of totalitarian communism, the the pitfalls of totalitarian communism, that was not really a, a part of um, of my education at all.
1: I Me mean, neither. We didn't read we didn't read Gulag Archipelago, but we did read Anne Frank twice, and then we read Eli Weasel's Night twice. And, and I still didn't read this.
0: I don't know if I ever read Anne Frank's diaries either. I don't know if that I, I don't maybe like a few entries, but I definitely don't have to read the whole thing or anything like that. Eh. Uh, <laughs> I was going to make a joke about the memorial in your town, but it, it wasn't coming to me. It, it didn't, it didn't land in my head. Anyway, are we good on YouTube?
1: Oh, uh, we got a bunch of super chats. Um, I'm still deciding what to do about the baby, but I guess we can just kind of power through and I'll try to get to the next segment. Um, okay let's hold on to these super chats for the seven o'clock break so that I can have a longer break. Uh,
0: yeah, but then, well, we, we, we got time now, I guess, uh, I might have to take calls. Well, how do you want to handle this? We probably should. Okay. Have let's
1: been... do a few now then. Um, I Eric just worry Harley. that we're going
0: to end up like with five minutes of calls in the last segment or something.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Uh, drain the swamp. No, no. Thank you, sir. Or ma'am. I don't know. Eric Marley says, how necessary is Christianity to conservatism? I think it is essential.
0: I don't know if it's, I don't, well, here's where I run into trouble. Do you have to be a person of faith and or a Christian to be a morally square person? I've never thought so, and I still don't think so. But I can't deny that a decline in faith overall has corresponded with a drastic rise in general degeneracy and general pursuit of of bad lifestyle habits and general unhappiness that i think that's just demonstrably true yeah and uh so is it how necessary is it i'd like to i'd like to say that hey believe what you want do do what you want and um and that should be fine but it just seems to me that it people need some sort of moral framework and without whether it's Christianity or whether it's something else. Without an objective moral framework, not only do we mistreat each other, but we lead ourselves to live lives of unhappiness that are unfulfilling.
1: I agree. I would say uh not impossible, but much more difficult.
0: Yeah, I think I could agree with that.
1: Um, I actually wanted to do this big super chat. I'm gonna let this guy skip the line because it might take a second to answer. Um Elatus, a big super chat. Thank oh, you wow. so much um blonde's reckless disregard for consequences is also one of my favorite parts about the show (laughs) we're reaching the point where there's life after youtube for streamers have you thought about pushing your audience the alt platforms to prepare for your inevitable showa although showa is filled with an h um an additional h two h's
0: well thanks Uh, for supporting the show boss i am not gonna be
1: bitch shoot um truthfully every day i wake up and i'm like i cannot believe is
0: today the day
1: still going i mean i i can't believe it
0: um
2: yeah yeah
1: i mean we have a lot of support on Bitchute, but the fact of the matter is that once people disappear from youtube like stefan molyneux gone from twitter gone from you he's he's done he's toast like that's it career over
0: i doubt it's career over but he will have he will face uh hurdles for sure and we will however
1: would nick fuentes is killing it on d live yeah. so maybe there's hope after this
0: i don't uh, uh, sorry go ahead
1: certain point that there's going to be such a tremendous number of people that having have been victims of this cancel culture that we'll be able to have a market of our own and just employ each other um, indiscriminately and
0: of course i'm going to be late to the party i'm going to show up everyone's already going to be passed out and be like hey guys i'm here i finally made it oh the keg's empty cool all right uh but yeah i don't don't, um, know my philosophy is (laughs) Well, you have to make up for it for me. It's your job. Work, do hard. Um, yeah, Work harder. Do better. <laughs> uh, I, my philosophy on uh, where the show, my philosophy is just, I want to make it as easy as possible for you, the consumer. And I know YouTube is our biggest platform for this show because people still just like to use YouTube. And honestly, that includes me. I like that. Everybody I watch, is all in one centralized place. Not everybody believes that. Not everybody, uh, it wants to support Susan WikiWiki Wiki anymore. And I fully understand that if that's you, that's why I'm trying to make the show available on the D lives on the bit shoots. And, uh, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to push anybody in one particular place. I just want people to be able to find the show wherever you want to find it. That's my goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then e- even me, I use gab and I use bit shoot and stuff, but when I use them, I'm like, this just is not as fun as Twitter.
0: And, he, and it's <laughs> not even their f- it's they just become echo chambers because they are right. the bucket that picks up all the people who are cast off by Twitter and YouTube. That's great. And I've said it before. I actually I think Greg Abb has been very innovative and I admire their, their innovation. Oh,
1: has killed it. This is not a criticism of him. He's done yeah. the absolute best job that he possibly can. It's just that it's an echo chamber. And the entire reason I love Twitter is that I could just troll these people with fragile egos and yeah. like say horrible thing you can't just make break. anybody
0: cry on gab they make you cry on gab yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. unfortunately uh, but but yeah, yeah I, I i think uh eventually like you said everybody will be banned until these places are just till youtube is banned everybody we have to pick up the pieces somewhere else yeah
1: okay well let's circle back for the rest of these.
0: okay yeah we can uh we can call it there i will mark it uh who did we leave off uh, on before the last one so i'll mark it in case i have to pick it up uh, okay, uh christian was the next one right
1: do, do, do. That was after that. Eric
0: And to talk about Christianity and conservatism I'm yeah, pretty Christian sure was
1: the next one, And then
0: I did the uh, big, do- okay. big don' So I'll mark uh, Christian next and we'll pick up there Thanks for your patience guys uh, Over on D Live, Kelly Yuga Surf Company says uh, Write in Kanye uh, And keep building your igloos Is he the official collapsitarian candidate? I don't know
1: I mean Biden has to be the official collapsitarian yeah. candidate Kanye um, West actually cares about this country
0: seems so yeah
1: fucking crazy
0: yeah. All your <laughs> sir john waffles you there
9: yes i am how's it going
0: doing well what's on your mind
9: Was i actually want to bring up can you hear me
0: yeah yeah
9: uh, uh hold on there's a
6: Can oh, you my... hear me now no.
9: uh
1: yeah I'm putting my ear to my microphone like it's gonna make me hear up. That's dumb. Sorry
0: that is so that. dumb. You're coming in a little soft. I, I don't. To. I've got you bumped all the way, but.
9: Uh, one second. I apologize.
0: Sure. Do you want me to uh, try a different collar and come back to you? If you would. Sure. I'll. Uh, I'll get you after this next one. Let's try. Locks are masculine objects. Okay. I. I I guess I never considered them feminist, uh, feminine rather. Lox, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's on your mind?
10: Hey guys, Hmm. Matt, were you talking about uh, the skate park at the THPRD complex in Beaverton?
0: Are there multiple ones?
10: I don't know, but that was the one that I knew. It was like like a block from my grandma's house. The
0: skate park I'm thinking of had two manual pads. Like it, it had two manual pads and one was elevated is that you get what i'm yeah. saying like a a, uh, a low yeah, pad I, that went right into a high pad
10: i don't know this one i remember this one had a half pad
0: yeah this yeah that one did uh I'm okay to, god uh was let me, near the
10: fred meyer kind of like
0: well near the fred meyer is literally just everything off of <laughs> yeah i well, think it's
10: just it, off of 26 i think
0: so let me look at a map so i can remember because so Um. God, well, I guess, okay, it's not Schiffler Park. I'm looking at that one. That's not it. Uh, I don't know, those, man. I guess I guess I can't remember the exact address. I haven't been there in more than 10 years.
10: Yeah, well, same here. I mean, yeah, that, those are my old stomping grounds, though.
0: Yeah, it was It was a fun skate park. That and the, um, the Tualatin skate park was pretty cool, and then the Lake Oswego skate park uh, picked up when, when uh, my roommate actually used to work there.
10: Yeah, all those rich kids out in Laco.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
10: yeah. <laughs> um Blonde I wanted to ask you, what what's your high and low so of- I'm sorry if you've already gone over this on your other channel, My i tuning in. What what's what
0: what's been your high and low of
6: motherhood so far?
0: Highlight in motherhood? High and low of motherhood. Oh, um
1: the low has definitely been her getting misdiagnosed with this birth defect and then thinking she had a birth defect like that was a fucking nightmare the labor was also pretty rough um the high uh i love breastfeeding it's been so nice even like when i have to wake up in the middle of the night and stuff it's just it's just nice bonding and she's like the sweetest little baby so that's generally been been a high i don't know if i have like a single moment but She's she's only a month old and she's like already looking at me in the eye and we're just really really bonded. Even when I leave for like twenty or thirty minutes, I'm like, Oh, I miss the baby. Miss Emily. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Are you a dad?
10: Yeah. My my wife's talked about that too. Like when she has to get up in the night, that's those are sort of the bonding times.
1: Yeah. It's sweet.
10: We're um we're having our fourth in August. Oh my god. That's Congrats. congrats. Yeah. And uh We're sort of going back and forth. My wife wants me to get the snip afterwards, you know, Hmm. but I'm, I'm wary. Okay. I'm only 29. I got four,
0: four kids by 29. You've been working hard.
3: Yeah.
10: Well, the first was an accident and then we just kept going.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.
1: I mean, obviously it's your decision. Uh, It's reversible. There's that. I guess.
10: I don't, So what? How, how are you guys thinking about that? Like when to stop or are you just going to keep going until you can't go anymore or it's like not medically advisable? Or
1: I'm going to do it until it's wrong. not medically advisable. Um, I really don't want to – I'm not going to have any kids after I'm like 38. That's when I'm pulling the plug. Even if I d- only end up having one kid, I'm like I'm not, I'm not doing that. Um, and then there were some issues with my birth where I'm like, is this genetic? I actually have an appointment with my doctor this week to see if it was genetic. And if those end up like repeating in subsequent births, then I might be like one and done. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm just trying to focus on the baby right now. And I, I can't even go there in my brain because the labor was so traumatic.
10: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you'll you'll get there, I'm sure. And we need we need more blondes in the world. You know, you can't just have one. You got to have at least two or three to replace you.
1: That's true. I know, but I also know a lot of people who were like really great parents and and did everything right, and they're great people, and then their kids ended up just being left as pieces of shit anyway. So, you know, there there's no telling really. Like you can do everything that you can, your kids still end up sucking and like not carrying on your legacy. You're just yeah. So I'm trying not to put all of my eggs in one basket, but if that's what has to happen, then you
0: know. Yeah, that's a fear for sure. Yeah. We gotta let you go, but by the way, uh you it, it is right off Highway 26. I'm looking at it.
2: The uh it's okay. at
0: it's by the uh Tualets and Hills like Park Center.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's I, the one. I took I
10: took swimming lessons there as a kid. My yeah. grandma lives right here there.
0: And there yeah. is a Fred Meyer, you're right. Just like there's a Fred Meyer every damn mile in that uh, in that part yeah. of the country. You gotta love
10: uh, gotta love Oregon. For that
0: reason yeah i'll have to head back sometime <laughs> soon all um right. can
10: i plug a youtube channel before i before i go
0: very quickly I,
10: okay i just discovered this guy he's a bike returner called barricade garage he does these hilarious clips he's woke on the jq you know he's a good guy <laughs> check him out
0: okay all right <laughs> thank you thank you man all right bye
1: is he this black dude i think i'm sub to him his channel's hilarious.
0: I have no idea. I don't know who that is. Uh, who uh, did, I was going to come back to Locks, right? Locks are masculine objects. Yes. But Locks is no longer here. Locks, if you're still hanging out, I'll see if I can come back to you uh, a little later. Or wait, was that? No, that was Locks, right? Locks just took off. Sorry, Sir John Waffles is who I need to come back to. Uh, John Waffles, you there?
1: What oh, is him?
9: Yes, I am. What's on your mind? Uh gonna bring up the kanye thing okay uh tim pool was talking about how he could split the democrat vote
0: maybe i don't know do but i could see a lot of democrat hate for kanye too i
9: i definitely see that i see actually more playing out more like a ross perot thing
0: hmm yeah i mean Uh, if if he if he were to shave off five percent from from joe biden that, that could be easily the difference maker
9: also i see uh some, some, some similarities with Obama He activates a group of people who never Voted before in the first place
0: Could be, yeah
9: uh, That's pretty much my thoughts on it Like, I was wondering how you would
0: react Well I, it's, The thing for him too, as we were talking about on Sunday Just the practical reality He's up against the clock To even get on the ballot in a lot of very important states
1: in The uh, most important states Yeah, right?
0: although, although If Is you think it about
1: it on, not, Texas and California
0: he's out in new york he i think he's out in texas but i guess what matters is it, can he get on the ballots can he get on the ballot in, the, in places like ohio michigan pennsylvania wisconsin and peel off enough from biden to hand those to trump that would be the effects here as opposed to to winning outright
9: i i don't know i just i thought it was interesting this is obviously the best timeline
0: I, mean, I just have- I just don't understand what his strategy is here because he's in he's he says he doesn't like Trump anymore now but he's running for president in a way that he'll never win in a way that I think is likely to help Trump more than it'll, it would help Biden
9: uh, so- maybe at the test run see if there's any buzz for it
0: I don't know has he has he done anything or said anything other than the tweet that he put out is that it uh Tim Pool was talking about it they
9: said they had he explained himself a little more clearly. I I'd, stopped watching his stream to watch start this one. So I'll,
0: I'll, I'll, believe it. I'll believe it when Kanye is like, uh, actually putting out a serious campaign effort. Uh, if he's just, yeah, sure. if he's just, you know, talking on a podcast and putting out a tweet, I'm not that inclined to, to buy it until he's, uh, until he's doing some more serious campaigning.
9: that's my only thought. So if you want to go to the next caller,
0: yeah, well, thanks for calling in, man. let's see uh alex is up after that actually alex god eye i don't know what's so great about this eye but maybe we'll find out alex you there all right uh dangerous spaces is up next thanks for your patience uh after that false start
3: hey how we going what's on your mind i'll just sorry to turn the stream off um so are we going to talk today about Don Lemon talking to Terry Crews or about uh, people cancelling people over saying that we shouldn't cancel people?
0: <laughs> that, that letter is pretty funny. I have not even watched the Terry Crews interview yet. So I, I, that's my vote. But uh, Blonde, what do you think?
1: Uh, I don't hear. I'll let you choose.
0: I'm more interested. Okay. I'm more interested in Terry Crews because the letter I'm more familiar with and I heard a lot of podcasts on the letter today.
3: Okay so with Terry Crews so he went on Don Lemon after I presume you both of you are familiar with the context of what Terry Crews has been saying
0: basically that okay. uh, that it's it's let's stop racializing black lives matter let's uh, just general all lives matter sentiment is that fair
3: Basically I don't care if you're black or white or whatever there are good there are good white people there are bad black people we should just yeah. be aligning with people who are good people and finding common ground with that. Yeah, it was basically, it's pretty reasonable stuff. So he he was saying that he went on Don Lemon and he kind of, and he brought up that, you know, m- a lot more black people are killed in black-on-black crime than are killed by police and we should be worrying about that. Yeah. And Don Lemon was like, he goes, well, no, black, it's actually kind of mind-blowing because I think, I watched it last night on, a, on another stream where they, they played it and I think it might have even been in the same sentence where he said, look, Black Lives Matter was about police brutality, but it's not just about police brutality. But we can't make it about something other than police brutality. I'm just sitting there going, you have no idea what you're talking. What are you going on about? Yeah. Like, are you trying to beat out Chris Cuomo for the dumbest person on CNN? What are you doing? It was so frustrating to watch. And then the other bit that he said, which, which I love." 'Cause he was trying to explain it to Terry Crews, who used an analogy. He said, If you um if you say, you know, all cancers matter, but someone else comes along, it, it would be like saying that, and then someone else comes along and goes, Yeah, but you're not talking about AIDS. Yeah. And I'm watching it going, Hang on, did you just compare either helping black people or black people to themselves and say they're either comparable to AIDS or to cancer? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm just watching him going what are you like clearly you don't know what you're talking about you're just kind of desperately trying to defend a movement which you know really has a lot of questionable viewpoints well yeah and and it's doing a lot of questionable things at the moment the analogy doesn't make any
0: sense uh, either too because if it's black lives matter then yeah then the black lives that are unjustly taken by police he would argue for okay they matter the black lives that are taken by Black offenders should also matter. That's not. It's not a deflection. It's not a deflection to. Well, what about white people killed? No, that's still a black life that has been taken unjustly. It's just you don't care about that one for some reason.
3: That's the thing. It didn't really make sense. You're right because it was comparing two different diseases. Like, no, this is the same issue. Yeah. It's just the offender is different that causes it. You know, it's like all cancers, if you want to use that analogy, but it's like but you know one is breast cancer one is prostate cancer yeah and but we're only going to talk about breast
0: cancer that's yeah. it
3: yeah. yeah and if there's a way where we can fix all cancers shouldn't we be looking at doing that instead you know yeah it was it's was just a mind-blowing thing to watch because you're looking at going and terry cruz was very you know reasonable very nice yeah you know, it, it never got to a level of of you know yelling fortunately but i'm just watching don lemon going you're an idiot what are you talking <laughs> about it was so painful to watch yeah. yeah i i wonder who the people out there who who
0: who are these people who seriously tune in to don lemon and chris cuomo at night uh, apparently they exist i they guess exist. their yeah.
1: ratings aren't
0: that bad remove Actually, the airports I, just, uh, I wonder
3: the other one i don't know when this was that i saw just before on twitter was them arguing there is not an increase in crime what are these right-wing outlets talking about but the person had actually shown the clip with all the articles below indicating the increase in crime in places like New York City.
0: So, yeah, it's quite bad a lot of, uh, yeah. in, a, in a lot of urban centers, specifically Democrat-run urban centers. It's, it's getting quite terrible.
3: Yeah, but just watching them go, there's no increase in crime. It's like, you guys are the news. Of all people, you should be the ones that know this. Well, they yeah. do. They
0: don't, don't care to report it. All right. Well, uh, we got to let you go, but final thought if you want it.
3: Uh, I was going to do a Australian Word of the Week because I'm number one for a couple of weeks, <laughs> sure. but well, I've, I've been here a bit too long. So how about we do that next time?
0: All right. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, man.
3: No worries. You guys have a good one.
0: You as well. Bye. Let's see. Uh, Alex, are you still there? You can chime in if you're ready.
3: I'm still here.
11: Thanks. Uh, I'm a long time viewer and a first time caller. Cool. And I just want to say that uh, I've been watching your show since it began and I love it I live in a Spanish speaking third world shithole and it's full wow. of commies here and it's like
0: are you <laughs> I, I is, raised... are you a native there or did you move there or how did you come to be in this place
11: native here okay. uh, I, w- I was born and raised here um, oh, okay. and I just I don't know I just like watching a lot of stuff on YouTube and at some point I got to blonde and then to Matt um and so I got to you I got to this show
0: well, thanks for in. Uh, and
11: I just wanted to. Oh no, thank you for for the show. Uh, it's it's a great form of entertainment, and it keeps me from going insane from all the <laughs> all the leftism here. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask you something. I mean, I, I studied a bunch to become an engineer. I'm an electrical engineer, and huh. I, I study. I, I work as a as an engineer at, at a corporation. I've had mostly corporate jobs, and. I'll say I really find them boring and I'm trying to find the courage to do something different with my life, to take a different turn. Just wanted to know where you drew your, where you drew your strength from you. Um, where you find the courage to do what you do. Sorry sure. if my accent got sure. in the way there. I
0: think oh, blonde, no, I, a, I, actually for English is your second language, I take it, or maybe third, fourth, something like that. It's
11: my, It's my second language. Yes.
0: You're, you're quite clear and fluent. So yeah. good job on that.
1: Yeah. Um, you. i don't know mine was probably based on impulsivity because I, like the first video that i made um i already said things that are like career destroying <laughs> it was like once i made that first video and it got like half a million views i was like all right i guess i do this for a living god now. remember
0: those days
1: yeah right <laughs> When
0: spicy blonde could get half a million views holy um, cow
1: after that i i just had to uh commit to doing this has a job because I'm um, unemployable. <laughs> so that's you probably only, not a good answer. I, yeah.
11: If we say that you're unemployable, but you have a huge audience, probably get somebody to hire you from that huge audience.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll grow no. up later. <laughs> uh,
11: sometimes you feel. Sometimes it. it you, you seem to feel really hopeless.
1: Yeah.
11: But I. I don't think that's. I don't think you have enough reason to. I mean, I. You. You. You're really, um, both of you are really, uh, your your country's a great country to live in. You know your principles, you know the principles of your country and the values that you defend. And I think that you know, in my country, at least, we don't have the discussions that you have in your country. Uh, we, I mean, there is freedom of expression, mm-hmm. but um, with limits, of course, it's not like freedom of expression like in the United States. But um, you no, know, I, I think everything will be okay. I don't know, I feel a lot of optimism
1: well, that's good to hear. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so pessimistic about it. It's just like the country's become unrecognizable to me in the last five years. It's just oh, changed sorry, so drastically. Uh, Skag, do you want to answer this question?
0: Yeah. The, the, the what I would say is it's not, I'm not going to sit here and I, I don't feel like I was courageous necessarily. There were, there were risks that were taken, but uh, two things that allowed me to take the risks. One, um, that I have uh, good parents who certainly would support me if, if, the worst outcome happened. And that's key for anybody. That's key for anybody to be able to build something of value, knowing that you have a family that will be there for you. And the worst cost you're going to pay is having to take an ego hit by moving into mom and dad's basement. That is an advantage over a lot of people. And I wish we lived in a country where that was the norm rather than yeah. an uncommon advantage. Uh so, so there's that. And I think that's yeah. crucially important. I don't ever forget the the way that my parents have put me in position to be able to build something like this. I know they're very proud when they hear the Matt and I once made love super chats and things like that. But seriously <laughs> speaking, they, they are what put me in position to take the risk to build this. And then the other factor that worked out for us is that, that Blonde and I kind of fell into this together. And I think there was kind of an, a mutual accountability that we both knew that if this doesn't work like we have to we had to work hard for each other we had to build something for each other and I, i'm sure we could have done it individually too but it having a, way way having a That's teammate awesome. and like someone to be accountable to uh, for me definitely motivated was a motivating factor to make sure that we were building something and, and improving it and working as hard as we could to, to right, make it worthwhile um, yeah exactly you
5: know, that doesn't seem yeah. like
1: it's a a big thing but you know we've been doing this for like four and a half years and we have show, shown up every wednesday and sunday like no matter, just, pretty much, no matter what, my so. dad
0: taught me 90 percent of success is just showing up on time and that, that there's a lot of truth to that there really is yeah anyway so i don't much know so much.
1: is there anything that you before we let you go is there anything that you had in mind that you were wanted to transition into career-wise um,
11: no, I think I think that's it. Uh, I just want to say that the God-Eye part of my name, that my surname is pronounced like that, hmm. so I wrote it in a way that you would pronounce it like that. I
0: just thought you had incredible vision or something. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks for calling in and and thanks for tuning in, and uh, all the best if you decide to uh, get a little risky. And um and I hope that you do. You know, you that's how you that's how you find the best rewards in life is you you put a little. You put a little something on the line and you go for it.
11: Thank you very much to the two of you for taking my call and I hope you have a great night.
0: Yeah, good luck, man. Okay, we're due for a break again. Okay, um, I'm
1: going um, to little Emmeline then.
0: Okay, I think there was one question in Super Chat here. I see, can you answer one question before you head off? Uh, how is blonde a bad Catholic, says Eric Oh,
1: Marley. In lots of ways. I don't go to church every Sunday. I haven't been to confession in like four four months. Um, I have some issues with the Catholic church. Like I'm, I, I still have one foot out, out the door. Like Hmm. I've always been a half ass Catholic. I've made more of a good faith effort in the last two years or so, but like, I'm still struggling. And if it wasn't for the church that I go to and like a very specifically good priest at my church, I don't know that I would have come back to the church. Um isn't everybody kind
0: of a bad Catholic though? Isn't that like a isn't that a, a thing? Isn't that a theme?
1: Pettibones. They're good Catholics. <laughs>
0: they're the perfect Catholics. They're, yeah. they're not messing around. Right. And like
1: you know, I've I've met Catholics like that, and probably that chick that called earlier, we're mm-hmm. like, they're good Catholics, you know. Hmm. She said she's never been on birth control. Ever. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of anti-Catholic stuff. Like, I've been on break control before, things like that. Um, I wouldn't do that now. I wouldn't go on break control now. This is in my lapsed phase. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have some, of the, some problems with, like, the post-Vatican II Catholic churches are still pretty open borders. Uh, they're not super based. For all that, you have to go to a pre-Vatican II church. And, like, I'm just not morally upright enough for that. Mm. So, catholic
0: all right, I will. Uh, I'll carry on with some super chat here, and um, and yep, uh, we'll catch up with blonde in just a little bit. And thanks for patience with her, uh, with her availability, of course, uh, over on uh, Streamlabs. Uh, Raggle Fraggle says, "Did you hear Ben Shapiro talking today about how the left should start a committee uh, on people's safety? We're calling it COPS or cops for short. So we're going to defund cops and." take the money to fund cops oh the irony uh yeah that'd be <laughs> that'd be kind of funny if it works out that way let's see um christian over on youtube says you read the harper letter uh, it started by bashing trump and and the right wing is anti-democratic and a co-signer revoked her support for it pure shit show lol i um i listened to, to shapiro's show today and he was breaking it down so I've not sat down and read the letter myself, but from what I heard, it does sound pretty funny that they had to qualify it with all this, like, uh, anti right wing talking points or whatever. It's like, you're never, you're never going to appease your way into favor with these, uh, censorship loving leftists. So you might as well, you might as well quit that right now. It's just not going to happen, but I'll have to check out the letter. I know it's, I know it's been a pretty fun show to watch. Uh, disappear forever says, uh, guns, achievement, society, traditions, Oh, guns, achievement, society, traditions, homes, education, just enjoy, just enjoy white stuff. Why should that be white stuff, though? That's, I mean, obviously, everybody should enjoy those sorts of things. <laughs> but I guess, I guess, uh, yeah, that and snowboarding, too. Skiing and snowboarding are, are uniquely white things. Uh, has your gulag got planning? Uh, hi, guys, I'm English, and I'm on the cusp of Gen X. Lucky me. We are in very worrying times. Always thought we had freedom of speech until yesterday. Yesterday was was when you started to question it. You say, uh, "Well, uh, welcome to the club." I would say, because um, <laughs> the, the the crackdown has been has been um, the crackdown has been creeping and advancing aggressively in many cases for many years. So yeah, we got to figure this one out. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. A latest says, uh, "Oh, a latest we already read." And Eric Marley also says, "Is Molyneux's anarchy?" a mirror image of the left. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not the biggest Molyneux guy, so I don't know a lot about his philosophy or about his particular viewpoints. So it's hard for me to opine on that. Uh, but I, I, mean, I wonder. I wonder if these people have more in common with him than they think they do. In any case, I've never heard the guy advocate any sort of violence. I've never heard him advocate any sort of destruction. I've heard him express opinions that some people might not like. And for that, uh, he's gone off YouTube and he's gone off Twitter and we're supposed to believe that Jack is not in any sort of, uh, collusion is not in any sort of cooperation with Susan wiki wiki, just like Alex Jones, what almost two years ago. Now, these people get banned off several platforms, uh, almost simultaneously. And then we're told that there's not cooperation between the platforms that so they just happened to discover individually at nearly the same time that their terms of service were violated by, uh, by Molyneux in this case. Uh, yeah, hope uh, here's hoping that we can come out of this with some better, more pro free speech, uh, social media options. But of course we've been hoping that for years and we're still in the same spot. Uh, I think we're, uh, well, I have to refresh. Let's see. I'll refresh and see what else we got. Otherwise I can uh, move in to take a few more callers. Oh no, we do have a few more. Um, let's see. Russ says the risk of Weinstein, uh, Weinstein's unity 2020 plan is that the electoral college could go less than 20 uh 270 and send it to the house. P S laughter for videos of people getting killed is evil. Don't do it. Um, are you talking about the, uh, the Seattle, are you talking about the Seattle stuff from Sunday? Hey, I'm sorry. Walking onto an interstate, man, you're playing with fire and, uh, that's just the reality of it. But, um, but yeah, I assume, that would be a re- I assume that would be a very real situation if you had three highly competitive candidates. Shouting from the chief seats, uh, please vote my, my local, my locale, got a Soros-backed Commonwealth's attorney who won by a slim margin. Only the, only the Corona Chan has halted the increase of crime. I got threatened by joggers <laughs> and am moving soon. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. thanks for supporting the show jonathan jonathan smith have either of you ever tried psychedelics and either way what are what are your thoughts i i never have and i don't know if blonde has i am a i'm relatively inexperienced in the drug world um the worst the worst drug experience i've ever had was a particularly potent uh strain of of weed that i smoked too much of and that was like two and a half years ago that's the last time i took any kind of substance and uh, well other than alcohol but I mean like a drug substance uh, and even with alcohol I drink a beer I drink a beer now it's the Christine Blossie Ford rule it's one beer I had one beer and and that's it I don't I don't get uh, I don't get intoxicated or anything like that so I, I'm I'm not qualified to comment on on drug uh, drug experiences unfortunately uh, Bethany says New England people I'm pl- uh, planning a listener meetup in at the New Hampshire. MAGA rally this Saturday find me on the listener spreadsheet or email Matt for info yes I did get uh, Bethany's email so if anyone plans to go to the New Hampshire Trump rally this Saturday and is looking for a friend uh, Bethany is looking to attend with people so send me an email and maybe we can coordinate Ryan Haas says hope you both are doing well your content is a huge white pill in these troubling times thanks for all you both do well I appreciate it and I'm I'm glad uh, appreciate you tuning in and 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 for the kind words um I'm glad that our show is a white pill Uh, quite honestly, I could see it going the other way that our show's a black bill, but I'm glad that there's some encouragement to be found in it. So thank you for that. Reality lobster says I'm a 40 year old fan of the skins uh, and the game and the game. I assume football, right? And now the NFL is dead to me. F them F cap and his oppression cash out. The woke will come for all teams. Will you stay if they change the Vikings? I'm debating. I think I might be out on the NFL this year. Um, The Redskins stuff is is lame, for sure. I I was actually at what will probably be the last Vikings-Redskins game. I was there, so (laughs) moment of history. But I think what actually might get me is this Black National Anthem thing. What the plan is, if people haven't heard, this is some sort of compromise on the National Anthem issue. Week one of the NFL in September, the reports are that they are going to play a Black National Anthem before the actual National Anthem... And what I assume I'm going to see is people celebrating the Black National Anthem and then kneeling for the National Anthem of the United States of America. And even that's going on across the league because the report is they're going to do this at every game week one. If they in fact do that, I think I'm out, man. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I love the NFL. I love football. I love the Vikings. It's a Sunday routine. But I, I'm not wasting my time with this anti-America horseshit. I got to draw a line somewhere. And I'm not going to be lectured by a bunch of people who are enjoying the american dream to the maximum possible extent that it's actually a a country that oppresses people who look like them like they have no chance Uh, get get bent i'm not interested in that as much as i love football that'll that'll probably be it for me so we'll see how it goes um bet uh let's see oh uh black magic says always remember you never make the (laughs) I can't, I don't even know if I can say jogger anymore. Never make the jogger kids angry. You must always submit to the jogger. You cannot, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, you, oh, you cannot own your property. It was built, it was built by a jogger. The jogger owns you in perpetuity. Submit. Well, <laughs> I guess that's one way to look at it. Bethina Fam says, uh, California husband and wife here. We're Latino and uh, MAGA. Y'all the best show on YouTube. Ventura, California, had well, thank you for that. Ventura, Ventura, California had 75 million for illegals, but now California employees are going into furloughs. Money for illegals, but not for legal employees. That sounds like the California way. Good luck. Uh, good luck out there. Uh, it, <laughs> I, my deepest uh, sympathies for anybody in California. And unfortunately, all the California leftists are moving here too, and they're not changing their votes. So uh, Bozeman is becoming Los Angeles indeed. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Kyle Wells says, uh, Matt, just enough of a contrarian to be condemned to cancellation, just enough in, of an anodyne fence hitter to be the last poor son of a bitch selected for it. Oh, you mean me? That's probably, yeah, that's probably going to be my story. Um, <laughs> I've Fine, whatever. Call me a f- I say it is the fence of principles, man. I, I'm not a fence hitter. I know what I stand for and I know what I uh, defend and I know what I'll stick up for. I've, I've talked this a million times, though, and I know, I know you're kidding around in good faith. The other thing I'll say about uh, fence-sitting, though, too, that, uh, seriously speaking, I think a lot of times people confuse looking at all sides of a story as fence-sitting. And I don't think we, and I'm not saying you are or anybody in particular is, but I think some people who make that accusation sort of confuse that. Keep in mind to make the best possible argument to defeat any particular perspective, you have to be keenly aware of what that perspective is arguing and you have to understand it thoroughly. What that means is going through that entire perspective, offering its points, considering its points and then defeating those points. So articulating a perspective with which you disagree for the purpose of arguing against it is not fence sitting. That's something that I think we should all aim to do. Uh, Reed Richard says, uh, the only privilege that matters is parental privilege. Absolutely. I, I'll say it again. I'm, I'm not doing this show if it wasn't for my parents. That's just the reality. It's a risk that I wouldn't have been able to take. And, um, but they, they put me in good position to make it happen and I will never repay my parents for what they've given to me, but I will pay it forward to my son and my daughter and that's the way that it's supposed to work. That is the that is the family arrangement, and I fully intend to fulfill my end of the bargain. And I think uh, things would be a lot better society-wide if we, uh, if we all committed ourselves to those sorts of things. Jimny P says, Andrew, freedom bucks and no choice but to call Trump a white supremacist yang is the center left. We're, we're uh, this close to Uncle A being left wing. Yeah, could be. Uh, might be there. Uh, thank you guys for uh, your support for the show. I'll hop into calls here, and let's see what people have to say before the bottom of the hour. Uh, Tails, you there? Yeah, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing well. Blonde is still uh, out for just a moment, but I'm happy to talk with you if you'd like. I'm sorry about her uh, her absence, but thanks for patience.
12: Oh, no, no that's fine. I actually had something I could more focus with just talking to you, I guess. Sure. Um, So this wasn't actually what I was thinking about, but for what you were talking about with Andrew Yang and the redistributionism, Mm -hmm. that's like basically his UBI stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I get that perspective, like on a, I don't want to say theoretical, but on a principle level, Mm -hmm. but I've also noticed that if you're going to have to end up voting Republican, that no Republican really holds that principle, right? Like they, none of them besides like, two or three, like you can count them on one hand, actually believe in sure. not redistribution, right? It's so, if We're
0: talking about like, we're talking about less versus more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Yeah. I would say people like, uh, you know, you're talking about the two or three, I would say the Rand Pauls of the world are, are a more yeah. principled type of person. But yeah, that, I don't think that he's, he's the exception in the Republican party, not the rule.
12: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so I was thinking in that context, like maybe it's a little bit less or it could also be different. Like I've heard, like when people are trying to, go hard at republicans they'll say like democrats support welfare for the poor and Mm -hmm. republicans support welfare for the rich right Mm -hmm. and even if you look at like trump with like tariffs and stuff whether you think that's a good idea or not but how he kind of plays the system and like gives subsidies to farmers and then also does the tariffs like it's clear that besides like rand paul or thomas massey no one actually seems to believe in not redistributing so if that's like makes sense to you as well.
0: Yeah, it does. And uh, I know that, that, that quote unquote uh, welfare for the rich does come in the form of, of corporate bailouts and things like that. The yeah. only, the only point I'll make against that perspective too is, and I'm not saying you're doing this. I'm saying people who make those sorts of arguments, I often see doing this. They conflate things like tax breaks with quote unquote corporate welfare. As in, that is to say there's a distinction between letting you keep your money Versus giving you other people's money. And I don't yeah. view letting you keep your money as a form of welfare that I view as, in fact, morally square. That's just, it's your money. That's your property. It should remain with you. So, of course, I would oppose um, corporate bailouts and corporate welfare in the same way I'd oppose redistribution of wealth for for a variety of reasons to anybody. At least mm-hmm. as much as we possibly can. But I just, yeah. I want to make a point not to conflate those as the same as the same thing as tax breaks.
12: No, yeah, and that's actually definitely something I, – I, I knew that on some level, but that's probably something I should pay more attention to when people use that language to see what exactly they're referring to with welfare. Like if it's bailouts, obviously yeah. that's one thing, but you know, giving people their own money, that's a completely different story. Um, but I just brought it up because in that context, if in practice, if you're just voting for – if you're not even really voting for Republicans at this point, if you're just voting for not Democrats or crazy Democrats – even though Yang seems more open to uh, redistribution, and he definitely is open to that rhetoric, I don't know that he would be worse on just that issue than like even most Republicans.
0: I, I and I would listen to the and uh, granted, like we we have an existing infrastructure of redistribution in this country that that is true. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and deny that. I I'm willing to live. I oppose UBI generally and in principle. However. I'm willing to listen to people who want to have it in place of existing social programs. There are people who think that we should just eliminate eliminate, uh, things like social security. We should eliminate Medicare. We should eliminate Medicaid. We should eliminate all of these things that have a, a specific benefit. And instead, you should just get a cash payout. And then it's up to you to buy those products and services for yourself. Maybe there's an argument to be made there and maybe it'd be more efficient. I don't know. But the one thing I'm very wary of, I don't want to add UBI onto the existing infrastructure of social programs.
12: I mean, so I'm there with you because actually that would be my preference for how UBI works, but Mm -hmm. going into the practicality, the way that I understand it is, it's just not feasible in this country between Republicans or Democrats, like the voting bases to actually do that. So I understand yang wants to make it more like an opt-in system Mm -hmm. where in theory people will just choose to go towards the ubi money versus any other program's money because it's going to be less restrictive less nanny state less you know we need to see this income and we're going to randomly you know check up on you and do all these things sure so he's trying to use a carrot kind of model to pull people in
0: yeah all right man i gotta let you go but thank you for calling in yeah no problem have a good night have a good night a Zeroing is up next. Zeroing, you there? All right, we'll let Zeroing hang out a second. Damien is up after that. Damien, you there? Okay. Getting awfully lonely out here, guys. Eastern hey, Prime. Is- oh, there we go. Yeah, Damien. Go for it. Hey, what's uh- you got that uh, Thomas Jefferson avatar. They're gonna the mob's <laughs> gonna come for that, man. Banned.
5: I hope I hope not. Thomas yeah. Jefferson is the best founder, so got to keep him uh got to keep him wrapped. Sure.
0: Um uh, wh- why well I I know it's not your topic, but why do you consider him the best founder real quick?
5: Uh just like I think uh I think he just had like the kind of like best uh overall like philosophical perspective on like what is the role of the state, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I I feel like he uh mm-hmm really synthesized all these thoughts that have been getting uh, mulled around in the uh, enlightenment by like John Locke and everyone else. And I feel like Jefferson really took those together and turned it into like a coherent vision for a uh, government, which he then, like a boss, you know, wrote into the Declaration of Independence yep. in a really powerful way and then helped uh, to build our country in that vision. I, like,
0: I, uh, yeah, I mean, I,
5: it was, I mean, he was, he was like, this didn't exist at the time, you know, like this whole concept that we now take for granted of our federal Republic and like the concept of, uh, you know, democracy, this is all like, totally new to the world. I wish I would
0: have been taught a lot of that stuff in high school. The, just the question, why do we have government? What is the purpose of government? Why is it a thing that, that wasn't really asked to me philosophically until later in college. But the point is most people aren't going to college for political philosophy in this country. And I think it's fundamental thought that every American should have thought about just, just, just as part of being an American citizen. Yeah.
5: Indeed.
0: Anyways, uh, what was, what did you want to talk about?
5: Yeah, no worries. I did have a lot of topics actually. One was I've been wondering for the longest time why you guys haven't been banned. It's (laughs) been bad. It's been really baffling.
0: Okay. What's your theory? Um,
5: <laughs> well, I didn't yeah, really that. have a theory in, until like this week when I like joined Parler actually,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and I started to see everyone on there, and uh, and I started checking out BitChute more too. Yeah, and like uh, you guys mentioned when that super chat uh, came through earlier, like it's kind of right now it's like just all the rejects from YouTube on BitChute and all the rejects from Twitter on Parler. Yeah, but I think the risk to YouTube and Twitter, which maybe they appreciate, and maybe this is why you guys haven't been banned. I think the risk is that there's like a tipping point where Parler is not going to just be like the rejects from Twitter. Yeah. Instead, it might be like Parler is for conservatives and Twitter is for liberals. We're quickly approaching
0: that that threshold, by the way, too. Yeah.
5: Exactly. So I think that might be what kind of is restraining the ban hammer from like YouTube if if they have some kind of awareness of this. Like they don't want to cross that tipping point Mm -hmm. where they go from like pushing just rejects to bit shoot, but they get to a point where like, you know, fifty percent of the country is like, Oh yeah, I lean conservative, so I'm oh, yeah. on bit shoot. And the other fifty percent of the country that like leans liberal goes on YouTube. Like YouTube doesn't want that to happen. Like they're okay to lose five percent or ten percent or whatever, but they don't want to lose fifty percent. And they're like a tipping point where that's gonna happen, I think.
0: Yeah. All very odd for sure. I, I have no <laughs> idea what what Susan's thinking is, but I, I tend to believe too, as many have, have suggested that I think maybe we have someone on the inside, someone who, <laughs> someone who, for whatever reason, uh, I don't know, likes us or likes this show or something, something.
1: That was SIRL maybe.
0: I have no idea. I, I don't, cause I don't even have a contact at YouTube when, when I do get <laughs> punished, I have to go to the chat, which directs me to someone from like India who I have to yes. yell at and say, fix this bullshit. And then like in two days it'll come back fixed and nobody tells me why. I have no idea. I have no I <laughs> They still by the way, they still haven't given me my silver play button either. You know? Feel like I've accomplished some things on this platform. Never got it. Never got never my got silver. It. Did you crossed a you crossed a hun- hundred thousand, didn't you? Okay. Yeah, you did you ever get a silver play button?
1: I crossed a hundred thousand like three years ago. Yeah, three never <laughs> never
0: got a silver play button. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it's because Matt is, that... is banging Susan WikiWiki.
0: Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I keep this alive, yeah. Matt, how could you do that to me? And the things I do, and the things I do for the show, you know.
1: For the show, he's he's really <laughs> taken one for the team because that bit yeah. is a dog. <laughs>
5: uh <laughs> like one one more thing real quick. Um yeah. I, you know, I, I think that you're not that afraid of being banned per se, because I think that you believe the community will follow you wherever you go. And I, I think, think that this that... show
0: is pretty durable. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't want more obstacles, but I do think that we could pack up and set up shop elsewhere and sustain. I do think that uh, will happen. I think
5: so because uh, one thing I want to mention is from the Sunday show. Actually, I want to give you guys an award for like the most emotional moment I've ever seen in a live. A YouTube broadcast hmm. when you were talking about your watch, Matt. I yeah. mean, uh, that, was, that was really moving. And uh, like the whole chat, it was just a wall of capital Fs, you know, <laughs> which usually is, is like a joke. But, yeah, yeah. you know, of course, it originates with press F to pay respects. I, I, so, I, like, I remember, I felt, yeah. I felt like the, you know, it was really moving, actually, just to see this wall of Fs coming up in, in support of you and your brother. So, I think that you're right there is a community here.
0: Yeah, and and I, I believe me, I don't uh, I don't take that sort of thing lightly. I know that this is more than just um, it's more than just like a stupid show for a lot of people. It is a stupid show, don't get me wrong. But th- what it represents as a community is very durable. And yeah. I don't think that anybody Susan, I don't think Jack Conti, I don't think Jack at Twitter. I don't think anybody can come in and start hacking this thing up they can only decide if they want to participate in this or not. That's it. And I think they'd be wise to, because by the way, they're, you know, that's, that's the other, that's the other thing about Susan is like, Hey, Susan, we have a good thing going here. We're happy to agree to your terms where you get a cut of the revenue that is generated. Why don't you just shut the hell up and leave us alone.
2: alone, All you
0: have to do is just go away and we'll give (laughs) you some of the money. That'd be the perfect world. But I don't know if that's going to, I don't know if that's going to happen.
1: I tell you, I yeah, went we'll to the Coeur d'Alene Meetup yesterday.
0: Oh, how that! How was that?
1: It was awesome. There were a lot of people.
0: There. Really? Wow. <laughs> on a on a There's... Tuesday night.
1: Yeah, I took the it... baby. It was a lot of fun.
0: Cool. Well, thank you for the kind words, man. Uh, We got to let you go, mm-hmm. but I appreciate it, and um, and thanks for the philosophical talk too. No problem. Have a good night, y'all. You as well. Zeroing, yeah. you there? All right, let's let Zeroing hang out a second. Try Eastern Promise again. Eastern Promise, are you there? All right. L- <laughs> Live in La Vida Mocha. Oh, Eastern Promise, I'll get to Mocha next. P- Promise you there.
13: Hey, I'm still here. I'll give you Hi. the uh, obligatory. Can you hear me? Okay.
0: I yep. can. Yeah. Awesome.
13: I'll send you my. Have I got blonde too?
1: Yeah, I can hear you.
13: Lucky you. Sweet S yes, indeed. It's a blonde on the baby uh super glad everyone's hearing is uh is doing well um the last time that we spoke uh we talked about home birth and somebody in the live chat accused me of mansplaining pregnancy to you which was amazing <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah again congrats really uh you know it's uh it's just amazing to see your your family growing and, and wishing you guys all the best on that
1: thank you so much it's been so
13: long. Um, so secondly, with your upcoming YouTube ban, just put
0: to plug a on. serviceable. Zero I, that's coming, I just had a ton of noise oh. coming off the other caller. Sorry. I got it gotta taken care of, though.
13: Uh, yeah, no worries. Um, with your uh, upcoming YouTube ban, I just wanted to plug a serviceable app for shoot. It's called uh, BitSlide. Have you guys seen it or used
0: it? I That's news to me, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, so look it up. It's it's called
13: BitSlide. I I believe it's available for both Android as well as uh, as well as Apple, and it works really well. It pretty much resembles the YouTube interface, except you can keep listening to videos even while you close your screen Ooh, down. You can only do oh, that cool. with YouTube podcast. Like okay. Exactly. So it's a really big. Uh, it's a really big lift. It's you know out and about and doing chores or whatever you can watch the videos in in your pocket so yeah. i'm actually s- surprised i haven't seen more um content creators plug in it because i just wasn't the aware biggest,
0: yeah is the first time so you it. It
13: know um one of the biggest drawbacks has just been like the app has been horrible for for bit shoot right so so hopefully that uh that takes off um the other thing, uh you guys should also just go out with an absolute blaze of glory and rage quit YouTube as opposed to waiting for the ban. I'm
0: looking. The thing is, for- 2020 has been such an insane year and it's like, I still got the wedding. I, I got a lot of st- stuff going on and like complications in that regard. I'm not eager to confront at this point. Um- I'm hearing
13: that, uh, Susan wiki wiki is your sugar mama. So you (laughs) might be, uh, she, she might be looking at I should have sent her.
0: I should have invited her to the wedding. I wonder if she would have come.
13: (laughs) Should do a YouTube special, actually (laughs) just make a, make a video exclusively. Just, just inviting all your, your, your favorite YouTube, um, you know, YouTube heroes. Yeah. Um, to just, the other thing I just wanted to, to briefly touch on, um, I just kind of wanted to pause it that I'm seeing and, and more and more that I think large cities are going to see a huge population drain.
12: Yeah.
13: Uh, and mainly a white flight. Um, I'm seeing more and more every day.
6: Oh, I,
0: um, I lost you for a second, more and more every day. What? Uh, people are
13: uh, companies are not expecting people in the office every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and making structural changes like adjusting floor space plans, for example. So, you know, cities are also actively adjusting infrastructure needs in things like transit because they're seeing, you know, ridership drops to all time lows. And and that stuff does not turn around quickly. Yeah. Right. So I think think cities are going to die. So, you know, I'm I'm telling everybody, get yourself a place in the country ASAP while you still can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, um, just sold my house in Toronto and bought 10 acres in the country.
0: Yeah. I think that's wise.
13: uh, I think it's a wise choice. And my, my family and I are going to be like hobby homesteading it. And we're just really looking forward to, you know, raising our, our kids out there and, and, you know, kind of free range style where they can play outside without.
0: So when you do that in Canada, who snipes your wife Do the Mounties do that? Or who do, who do they send? Well, it it would be the RCMP,
13: which okay. is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. <laughs> okay. so they, they they are super cucked. So not, like they, not they, great they, uh, shots. N- no, not at all. They hmm. they have a um. I mean they they first of all they have a um. I don't know if she's like the the, the, the chief or whatever the head of the RCMP. It's basically like a non closeted lesbian and she just did a public now apology I gotta see. for how you know, she did a public apology for the RCMP upholding sexism which is so not a thing in Canada it's just on the Br- Is it
0: Brenda Lucky?
13: I don't, I don't remember her name but yeah, if well, you she's see Brenda her,
0: Unlucky it,
6: looking if at you,
13: it's if looking at her. her photo yeah you will <laughs> know exactly what i said yeah saying.
0: Uh, the description fits all anyway,
13: right. get out of the city while you can. I,
0: I think that's wise, not just for your safety, but even for your own finances. Because if you're right, you're, the property value in a lot of urban centers is going gonna, is gonna to plummet as well.
13: Sure. I mean, we're seeing people initially just flee condos into, um, you know, detached homes and things yeah. like that. Because there's just huge, you know, glass tower density in, in the city here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's also a massive wave of people sure. in the city. Like, we're just getting out to the buying acreages right so you can you know grow your food and put up a fence and defend your man or if you need to
0: yeah well well thank you for the call man and good luck with all the uh, moves and changes
13: appreciate it uh please plug bits light if you can
0: yeah i'll I, i'll look into it and see if i can learn more about it thanks Later, guys man. okay let's uh we have a ton of email questions zeroing is still hanging out zeroing are you still there Okay, I'm gonna let Zeroing hang out. And Zeroing, if you want to chime in, go ahead and chime in. We'll give you a last word. But um, other than that, we're gonna to have to uh, call it on calls there tonight, guys. Thanks and for your patience.
1: Blow through these questions, so you guys might not get the answers that. Yeah, we'll hard, have but to, we'll have to so be many. brief.
0: Uh, okay, so again, uh, if you're if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, or if you're having trouble getting in live, send us an email: spud in the beta at gmail.com. Put call in show question in the subject line, and we will respond to it in the last half hour of the show, as we will right now. Quiz says, "What do you think about declaring Black Lives Matter as a non-theist humanist religion that is ministered by Antifa?" I have uh, heard this from Tim Pool, and I agree.
1: Who declaring it? The government?
0: Ah, uh, we're just—I don't know it. Th- I, yeah i guess that's a good question or just anybody should we view it that way well that, i think that is the thing about a lot of these uh like black lives matter and a lot of these uh these, these leftist movements right now they are quasi religious they have all the pieces of a religion they have they have their they have their saints they have their um unquestionable tenets they have their uh i don't know they have
11: How's it going? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can't
0: hear you. you, uh, Tell you what, can you hang out for just a second? We'll finish answering this question. We'll get to you. Zeroing? Okay, he must be having some technical difficulties. Um, Uh, So it's probably not going to... Sorry, go ahead.
1: I I do have a non-theist humanist religion. I mean, I am sympathetic to Black Lives Matter stay with me for a second stay with me for a second i'm sympathetic to the black people in black lives matter because i think that largely they're people that have lost agency and don't realize that they are the idiot stooges of leftist white people Mm. and they think that they're airing their legitimate grievances and increasing racial awareness but really they're just pawns of these of these white people so like I have a lot of pity for the black people involved in black lives matter that are unaware of what's going on here and mm. how they're being used. Um, but I do agree with the part that, that, that they're ministered by Antifa, which is largely like white leftist dykes and, stuff.
0: <laughs> and very flimsy men. Don't forget about them. Yes. Anyway, zeroing. I think we're having some technical issues. So I'll probably I'll have to let you go. I think. But uh, we do appreciate the call. Perhaps we'll uh, we'll be able to make it happen another time. And thanks for hanging out. Um, Okay. Sam says, Thomas Jefferson once said that the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Have we failed in our duty to stay vigilant? We have long expected the Boogaloo to be heralded by overt acts of tyranny and bullets literally flying. But what if the war has already started and we never noticed? The ideological war we are in is undeniable. It has reached the media, our visual entertainment, our sports, our institutions of learning, and much more. Is there any ground to give in this battle of ideology? It's an interesting... No, I-
1: I think that also an important thing that he didn't mention is that we've, we've given the many churches to, to this ideological war. I mean, how many churches have, Christian churches have just become totally cocked. Like I drove past a Protestant church in Seattle that had like rainbow flags and like black lives matter or whatever the fuck it's like, we have pretty much ceded all ground that we possibly can.
0: Yeah. I, it's an interesting way. I, I haven't, I haven't heard the Jefferson quote, uh before but i don't think it's de- i don't think it's debatable that that uh our country but specifically people who are pro-america and pro-constitution have i don't know if we've lost vigilance i don't know if we're lacking vigilance i don't know if we've just been beaten into submission where we view vigilance as a moral failure but this country is founded on a set of principles on which there was not supposed to be compromise shall not be infringed for example and i say that in the context of guns and the second amendment but in reality, what that's articulating is that your fundamental rights shall not be infringed. And over time, we've been beaten into submission to believe, okay, maybe a little infringement here and there is just fine. Uh, we have lost that vigilance. And uh, so one way or another, we got to get it back. But I think you're exactly right that that somehow, I don't know how we're going to do this. I Because it's such a long game. If you want to take over the institutions, media, entertainment, sports, you want to take them over... The way that they've been taken over, well, that's a 20-year project. Or do you want to go collapsitarian, have them all fall apart and just build something new? Because that could probably be done in like a couple of years, not 20.
1: Yeah. Oh, the second part of this question, is the Boogaloo already upon us? And if so, then haven't we been losing for years? Um, Yeah, I think that this this is the time. And for years, I mean, I think we've been, let's see, when was, suffrage was, 1920, so a century. And then uh, the Immigration Act of 1965, that's when things started to go really rapidly downhill. I think that we've been on the wrong trajectory as a nation for exactly a century.
6: Hmm.
1: This is from Fan. Something that has become increasingly frustrating to me is that right-wingers are quick to blame white leftists for everything while infantilizing leftist non-whites. I literally just did that. I just did that moments ago. I know that white leftists suck, but I feel the glee uh, some right-wingers take in blaming them and only them just feeds into the anti-white agenda. Part of me pities white leftists because they have been conditioned into hating themselves, but I'm not sure how much sympathy they deserve. Given these things, how much sympathy do you think they deserve? I think somebody that has so little self-respect that they'll like flog themselves for sins of their ancestors. um, Like that just, like somebody that obsequious, I just have a visceral reaction and of of disgust for somebody like that. And I think that largely they're lost and their lives don't really matter that much.
0: (laughs) Those are the lives that don't matter. Uh, Self-flogging white lives don't matter. Is that the new movement along with give your vote to your husband? We'll go with those. David says we need competition. I told my dad about uh, Stephen Molyneux getting banned and he gave me the old well, that's why we need. Uh, fr- that's why we have free market competition. Is there any legit competition to YouTube though? Bitshoot is god ugly. I feel like the left is going to uh, quote unquote but a private platform us all the way into complete censorship. I honestly think that Google has got to go. Don't foresee anything getting better until we actually have competition to Google, YouTube, Twitter, etc. Not sure if you can get a good question out of that, but what W T F do we do about uh, about this censorship? You have any thoughts?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think that we should all kind of go out in a blaze of glory. Stephen Molyneux should be a lesson to all of us because that guy did not talk about the Jews. He didn't talk. He he barely like, he talked about raising IQ, but like what did he really talk about that was that controversial? For the most part, he abided by YouTube terms of service and he still got the ax. So I think that we should just all push it until we get banned. And then YouTube will be boring and a bit shoot will have to arise as a market competitor.
0: I do think, um, I, and I know that he, I, I kind of share your view that like uh, that the view of the emailer, that it's difficult to just say, well, um, there are a lot of difficulties and say, well, that, that's why there's a free market to just create competition in theory. Yes. The reality of creating a, a, com- a competitor a competitor YouTube is, is extremely difficult. BitChute is trying admirably, but you don't build a competitor to YouTube overnight, and we're finding that out in real time. But here's what I will say to be a little bit optimistic, is that the market for voices like Stefan Molyneux, yeah, he's going to take a hit. He's going yeah. to take a hit now that he leaves. He's going to have to rebuild to some degree. But I, the people who love Stefan Molyneux, the people who are turn, uh, tuning in to his every broadcast, to his every uh, podcast episode or radio show episode— they're going to find him somewhere else. There's a a core audience. There are some people on the fringe who are like, I tune in every once in a while, and if you ban him, I might not find him again. But the the core audience is going to find him wherever he is, as long as he's still making content. And I think that's true for a lot of people who have made it, certainly to his level, but even to the level that that our show has made it. You carry on a certain core audience, and the more they start chipping away at that, there's going to come a point where they've chipped... They've chopped down their own tree. Essentially, YouTube will fall under its own uh, under its own betrayal of its own creators. It may not seem like it now, but that that day will come. Um,
3: yeah.
0: And I, I had another thought on this, but uh, I think it left my mind. Dang it! I th- I had something else to say, but it has escaped me. And in the interest of time, I'll probably have to probably have to keep it moving on. All I can say is is what I've been saying all along. Uh, Throughout all of these episodes of censorship, make sure to follow the people that you really love on all the platforms where they're, where they're making material. doesn't mean you have to go watch over there today, but our, our day, our day um, for what happened to Stefan Molyneux could come tomorrow for all I know. And we're going to, we're going to keep making a show because we have to keep making a show. You want to be able to find those people when it happens. So uh, one thing that helps Bitshoot out to improve its product is People consuming their product and people supporting it. I I support BitChute on Subscribestar and I don't even use BitChute that much.
1: You just support be- BitChute on Subscribestar?
0: Yeah, and I do just because I want their I want their uh, platform to succeed. You know, even though I don't use it a ton right now, that's an option too. Uh think about think about ways to do that potentially.
1: Ah, this is from Gray. What do you think about the idea of gun shops only selling guns to the right? Google <laughs> companies uh are blatantly discriminating based on politics with all their censorship so why don't gunshots reciprocate i think that's hilarious i would i mean morally i would allow it
0: well it's their property do what you want I, i mean i don't i don't have a problem with that it's it is your property do what you want by the way that does extend to youtube and twitter i will i will maintain that principle as well although we do have the the debate of of platform versus publisher and there are some there are some issues there the other thing that I wanted to say about YouTube and Twitter and the rest of them, and this relates to this question because it is a question about should a private store owner, a private shop owner, a private business owner be able to sell or interact or associate with whomever they want for whatever reasons they want. The problem the problem with a lot of these competitors to YouTube and Twitter and the rest too is once everyone gets banned on Twitter and they go over to Parler or they go over to Gab or you're banned on YouTube and they go to BitChute, the argument is ceases to be well. It's a private company that can do what they want because then they move on to trying to deplatform Bitshoot and trying to deplatform Subscribe and trying to deplatform Parler because that's where the Nazis are. So it's not about the freedom of a private business to associate with whomever they want, which is something I support on principle. It's about making sure that no business who wants to associate with certain undesirables can in fact operate. Exactly that is is well beyond the moral line that is a line that that uh, that actually has no principle and i won't go with them on that one
1: this is a neptius i recently returned from russia for ms treatment and they had them wear masks for the 10 hour flight i didn't of course any advice trying to convince boomer parents that this chinese flu was overblown um uh, you want to take this one
0: well i i'd probably depend on what persuades your parents to me if i'm a very uh on the, on these issues i like to look at the data i don't know but not everybody's parents like to look at numbers to me you start looking at the numbers and you realize a lot of the narrative pieces about about the danger of this thing are kind of overblown um but if i had older parents who are very fearful maybe i'd take a different angle maybe i'd talk about the relative risks that we all take in our lives every single day and we just don't really think about them and that if we were this hyper aware of every single risk Every single behavior that we do would seem, uh, would seem way too risky to be justified. I I'd, I'd just, I'd, not to skirt the question, I would probably just have to know a little bit more about what your parents find persuasive to know the best way to attack it. Because I think the coronavirus narrative overall is mostly bunk, but there yeah. are different ways to demonstrate that. So I'd, I'd have to know more about your parents to answer the question.
1: This is from Sean Sweat. What changes do you think need to be made to the constitution or even a whole new form of government, perhaps after the civil war is done? Um, I think our constitution is almost there, but there needs to be a way to protect the demographic uh, situation, like to prevent um, immigration from certain countries, uh, to prevent. Well, I wouldn't say illegal immigration because we should be protected from that legally anyway, Um but that's something that the Constitution didn't guard they 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 really the founders really thought that we would not be this dumb
0: to well, and it was this. it was a document pr- intended to protect your natural rights and set up a government in order to protect them and a lot of that stuff was like well that's the function of Congress you know yeah. a, a, like statutory function of Congress to write those sorts of laws uh i mean i have my my biggest worries about the function of the constitution is that i i think that uh, the i know the founders spoke about the dangers of parties and party interest a lot but and i don't even know how you would stop this in the constitution but it is amazing how it's the constitution was written thinking that congress would be interested in upholding and preserving congressional power and the executive would be interested in enforcing and upholding the executive's power same with the judiciary. We don't see politician loyalty to their branch of government. What we see is predominantly loyalty to party. And so Congress has no problem. Here actually here's one way here's one thing I would change because we see Congress for example writing laws that say the president has the authority to do our work for us. Like in in war for example, we just give broad authority to the president of the United States to conduct military action, which is not really in the spirit of the way the Constitution says we should handle these sorts of things. I would like to see a You could do it by constitutional amendment or just writing a new constitution. There's no legislating away the separation of powers. You can't voluntarily surrender your authority under the separation of powers to another branch. I don't care if you write a law that says that you do that, that you give consent to this. That's your job. You will do your job. I don't know how that would be phrased. But we've got to maintain branch of government fidelity versus party loyalty. How that would be achieved, uh, it kind of escapes me. But one way or another, I'd like to see that.
1: <clears throat> um, John Martin, Sunday night, the statistic of one billion dollars sent to dead people. Wow. My mom was one of those, so the check arrived technically before she passed. COVID restrictions complicated getting to spend our final days with her. We, her grown children, could have kept it and divided among ourselves. We returned it to the IRS. Now, normally, I don't you. accept comments, but um, John Martin's been good to the show, and that is. I can't, I could not believe that statistic.
0: It's That is pretty insane. And I'm sorry to hear about your mom. All the best to your family. And uh, and thanks for supporting the show as well.
1: Uh, Redigan says, do you think that we will have to be violent at some point with gun control as they will likely slowly drain the weapons that can be reasonably used to defend us against tyrants until there is no hope? I mean, we have to be careful about this, but...
0: Yes. When they're coming to take your property. Yeah, we've seen episodes of this happening all the time. And when I say they, I mean, maybe Beto and his state army or whatever, or I mean, violent thugs. Uh, Yeah, the more the more that people are pulling off crap like we saw at the St. Louis uh, mansion with pink polo guy, the more you're going to see and. You could call that violence. I would call that self-defense squarely aligned with the purpose of the second amendment. People don't have a right to come and threaten you. People don't have a come a right to come and steal your stuff. People don't have a right to violate your natural rights in any way. That's what the second Amendment's for. So the more people try to infringe and impose on others, the more you're going to see defensive action like that. And everybody should be prepared. You never know when it's your turn.
1: This is Chris M. I once sent you the only two pieces of unsolicited advice I give to new parents One was about sleep training and the other was about getting a whole life plan for new babies. Did you ever get that info? And if not, do you want me to resend it? Uh, You can send it. I'm probably not going to listen to it because I, I reject the concept of sleep training. Like I can hear my daughter crying right now and it is just breaking my heart. Like I cannot sleep train her. I can't Mm. do it. I can't like let my kid cry in the other room and with nobody there. And and so I can't, I can't do it. Um, Send it though. Just see.
0: Anon says, uh, several call-in shows back you mentioned that you believe in the existence of objective morality as evidenced in your observations of the natural world. Could you elaborate on this, please? Sure. Uh, I think that, uh, objectively speaking, you can observe humans fulfilling a certain purpose. And that purpose, generally speaking, is survival. It's not something that we chose to do. Nobody really sat down and thought, uh, I, I decide to survive today. I decide to attempt to prosper. That's just something that for whatever reason, humans are driven to do by some sort of natural force. Uh, and by extension of that, so the concept of objective morality comes from the idea that that is the natural purpose of that human life. That's what it should be doing. Therefore, it'd be wrong or immoral for you to interfere with the purpose for that life. And the other piece of this is there's just some basic moral truths that it. to me, I think we all have more or less naturally programmed into our minds have we been conditioned through social uh is is the concept that murder is wrong is that a social construct or is there something that's part of us naturally that just kind of knows that that it's not right to take the life of another person who's not doing anything to you who's not interfering with you who's not threatening you did we all did we as humans all just sit down and decide that one day now some people would argue yes they would say yeah, we all just decided that was the best mechanism for survival was to stop killing each other. But I don't, I don't necessarily buy that. I, I do believe that humans are equipped with a conscience. These are choices that I never really made. I just, there's a, there's a force within me and I can observe it in other people. They know when they've done wrong. There, there's a natural sense of shame, of guilt... I don't think that it's all social construct. I think that that's a natural force that is observable in people. And that speaks to me to some sort of objective moral framework that exists in the world. And I believe in that both because I think it's observable, but also for practical purposes that if it doesn't exist, if the only reason it's wrong to kill a person is because uh, 51% of us voted that way or the king said that, all it takes is... Flipping those. 51% of people say it's not wrong anymore. It's not. The king, just change, the king changes his mind. Then I can go kill as many people as I want. There are no moral implications. It's very dangerous to say that there's no objective morality and it's just what humans decide. So that's the other piece of it. I hope that answers uh, your question.
1: This is from Jordan. I recently bought a Winchester SPX Defender twenty gauge pump action shotgun for home defense. <laughs> nice. Hmm. And the thought of liability insurance has crossed my mind. I don't, I don't recall if you've ever discussed this. So I'm curious if you've bought insurance yourself. The prices seem reasonable. Any recommendations?
0: I, uh, I don't have any right now, but I've thought about getting it from USCCA quite thoroughly. That's the US Concealed Carry Association, and uh, I, I actually should probably do that. And I know their rates are actually quite reasonable. You're right. And, the, and uh, you should do that because if you end up in a situation like a pink polo guy in St. Louis, you're going to have to defend yourself. And then the book's going to get thrown at you for defending yourself. You're going to have some insane prosecutor who wants to make a political example of you. Yeah. So I'm very wary of that. And I've not uh, I've not made the decision to get that sort of insurance to make sure that I have a lawyer who will go to bat for me if, if such a situation ever happened to me. Have you guys put any thought to that at all?
1: I don't know. Actually, my husband kind of takes care of all that. I wonder if he has
0: yes i yeah or of uh, another thing an update to the chipotle family in michigan uh the woman who pulled the gun on the on the black family who was harassing her there was a gofundme up for her legal defense because it they, down. yeah they took it down in like two days so that's the other thing maybe your case is high profile enough that you could get some crowdfunding until these leftist crowdfunding sites decide that they don't like you yeah that's another complication in in, in this and they're they uh, just there, they were held on what like $50,000 bond something like that That's not right. and they they i i forget the, the the charges that are being put against them are serious they face up to 4 years in prison so best case scenario you end up in a state of um serious financial uh, serious financial debt or just, just general financial problems so it's probably wise i think USCCA they don't they don't charge much money and it probably would be a wise decision to buy that sort of insurance
1: this is Incompetent Hands. I mentioned Steve Bing last week and the next day Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested, but I'm noticing guys caught up in high-profile scandals, all of tragedies, Bill Cosby's son, randomly executed by a Russian gangster, Michael Jackson, groomed, Roman mm. Polanski, and his pregnant wife butchered by far-left hippies who wanted a race war, Biden's wife and daughter killed in a car accident. Could this be part of a process, punishment, or intimidation? I mean... Perhaps uh, in some cases, but I think that all of these are kind of random. uh, And I think that when you put yourself in a high profile situation, especially in Hollywood, that you are going to be subject to higher risks of like the the corruption and the degeneracy of, of Hollywood that doesn't apply to Biden's wife and daughter. I mean, that was clearly an accident, but like the others, I suppose you can make an argument for that.
0: Maybe. I I don't know. I haven't put a lot of thought to this, but um, the older I get, the more interested in tinfoil I become. So I'm listening. Uh, Ray says, uh, greetings from Evergreen state. Would you agree that hypocrisy has become the predominant religion of communist Democrats the tribe of Twitter outrage, the clan of cancel culture, the commissars of wokeness. It appears that they worship at the altar of hypocrisy. So devout as to make the most extremist Western hating death, vest wearing jihadist look downright atheist by comparison.
1: Yeah. They are godless commies, aren't they? I mean, and you have to, you have to fill that God shaped hole in your life with some stupid belief system.
0: Yeah. um, Matt Walsh had a really good Twitter thread on this today about the the general idea that humans need suffering and struggle to find meaning and that when you remove god and family from the source of that struggle like family is a struggle you know it um (laughs) it's not easy to get married and maintain that commitment and have a kid and raise the kids and all of that that's a struggle in exchange for the reward that is achieved in terms of the love and commitment of your family and what you're able to build and the point is you find purpose in that struggle now if you live a life of convenience where everything's built for you it's very easy to get food it's very easy to get shelter the basic level of survival is already achieved for you there's not that much natural struggle in your world and you also reject god and family as you know uh, mechanisms of the western white supremacist patriarchy or whatever all of a sudden you have to invent other struggle and that struggle might become actually destructive instead of constructive. I think that's what we're watching is a lot of this stuff. Like we're going to invent struggles that aren't even real for the purpose of giving our life purpose and justification, even though that struggle leads to nothing but destruction rather than the construction of something good in exchange for that struggle. If that makes sense, I'm kind of babbling, but you get what I'm saying. Struggle has to be well-placed and in pursuit of something noble. That's not what's happening right now.
1: Root muncher, last week, blonde said that if you think you won't be a good parent, you shouldn't have kids. This question is for both of you: What personal characteristics or qualities do you have or not have that makes you confident you will be a good parent? Mm. Um, I, ugh, I mean, I already have a lot of mom guilt. Like I'm listening to my baby scream and cry downstairs right now, so I've <laughs> I've already got a lot of mom guilt. But I'm worrying about like the world. And how you can make it better for your children and how the children your children will fit in the world. Like I'm already thinking about like how I'm gonna raise her and you know, school and, and things like that, and having a good marriage is important. Um, but there are a lot of people that are like, I'm not maternal, I have never wanted kids, I wouldn't be good at it, I'm too selfish and I don't ever want to change. Like people like that, like if you know that about yourself and you have that self awareness, like I, I don't think we should be putting pressure on these people to be having kids.
0: Yeah. I would say, if I had to look at what I think the the best quality I will offer to my children and potentially the biggest shortfall, uh, I would say that my best quality is dependability. If I say I'm doing something, you you can bet everything you have that I will be there and I will do it. I am not a flake. I don't uh, I don't I don't um, fail to fulfill my responsibilities. And that's just I mean that's interaction with my friends and and you know my family and people who aren't my children is what i'm saying i i know that i will show up and do everything i can for my children without fail every single time until i'm 6 feet under that much i can be sure as far as my biggest shortcoming i am not a great emotional support guy i'm not like cuddle guy i'm not uh kiss your boo boo guy that, that that's not me <laughs> Right. right. That's why, that's why I know that I have a a great future wife who will fulfill that role. And that's, that's part of the reality too, is that's the way men and women complement each other. That's what's so important about the nature of that relationship. Her, her shortfalls are my strengths. Uh, My shortfalls are her strengths. And together, I know that we'll do a great job. Individually, I'm sure we can make do. But together we'll be a strong team. I have no doubt, and I look forward to it. And I'm sure I'm sure you guys are finding that out in real time right now too. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Garrick says, Matt, I listened to your story about your brother. It was very moving. It seems to me to be one of the pivotal moments in your life. And you might disagree, but to quote a wise man, I doubt it. <laughs> All right. But the story brought up this question that I've asked myself before. There are plenty of examples of this from many of our founding fathers enduring sickness and loss of loved ones at an early age uh, to saints having near-death experiences that result in their conversion to Hmm. faith. And even Hank Williams Jr. who nearly died in a ski trip and changed the way he wrote his music and made him into a star. What is it about times of suffering and loss that light a fire under someone's ass and their heart and spurs them into action to change their life?
0: Well, I wish I, I wish I had the answer to that question, but I think you're probably right. There's something, there's something to it. Um, I don't, for me, it was just, uh, after about six months of numbness and, and six months of my life that I hardly even remember looking back on it, sort of reached a point where you stop questioning what happened and trying to do this bargaining bit of like wishing you could change what had happened with your life. And you have to convert that sadness and that tragedy into purpose. Because if you don't, it just eats away and it kills you. You have to you have to re- figure out a way to flip that into a positive force in your life. And I'm so thankful that 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 it that I've been able to find purpose and peace through what happened. And I know that it's easier said than done. I know it wasn't easy for me, and it was a process that took a uh, took a good chunk of time. Maybe it takes you six months. Maybe it takes you ten years. I don't know. But I think that's that's probably the reason why is that if you don't if you don't make something positive out of it, if you don't convert it into a motivating factor for you to get up every morning and build something on top of what has become a hole in your life, then that's all. Then you, I don't know. It's just sadness. There's nothing. Yeah. These aren't decisions that, that I made in, in my context. It's just eventually it's like one day a four sacks on you and it's like, well, this is your life. Are you going to make the best of it? Or are you going to sit around and wallow and bitch and, and whatever um so i I don't know i don't have a clean answer for that one but i think it's just a human necessity to convert sadness and tragedy into purpose otherwise it will consume you
1: yeah i agree um the yeah
0: chris says hey matt and blonde i saw matt's video this morning and i start to wonder if neglect from the atlanta mayor is a good thing Put your dog in the fight. Say it was a mostly peaceful protest for the Second Amendment. You wouldn't want Bottoms to snuff that out with the National Guard. The government's neglect puts the onus back on the community where it belongs. Um. Yes, although I don't necessarily accept the analogy here. Or okay, a mostly peaceful protest for the Second Amendment. So are you saying that it would be a protest for the Second Amendment that was actually a little violent? Now here, yeah. here's my trouble, or here's my problem with this government not intervening when people's rights are being violated, that's government neglecting its only purpose. Government's purpose yeah. is to make sure that people's lives and property are secure. That is its only legitimate purpose. And if it if it sits back and doesn't fulfill that role, well, we're basically in a state of anarchy at that point. Yeah. And I do see your point that, well, maybe that forces people to toughen up a little bit and to defend themselves. That is a net a net plus, but it doesn't change The immorality that's going on, where people are being robbed, killed, uh, injured, those are all incidents of uh, objective wrongs that need to be stopped. And if government's not doing it, then that's government failing in its purpose. We shouldn't have government at all, but I, I I reject that perspective that we should just... To me, that ends up being an anarchist perspective, that government has no purpose, everyone should just toughen up and defend themselves... That's the government's only purpose is the is the defense of people's rights.
1: One job. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's
1: lost millennial. Concerning the highway protest accident in Seattle, other than being completely stupid, it is my belief that it was not a legal closure at all. I.e., there were no police vehicles or flares to direct traffic. The media says it was closed, but was it really? It was 1 30 in the morning. Protesters were blacked out without PPE or reflective vests. The blockage, um, if you could call it that, was wholesomely inadequate for a protest fully and for protest um how far did these road closures extend we actually did mention that on the show uh but it seemed insufficient to me like when i was looking at the blockade and stuff i was like that's it and then the protesters were there like all dressed in black
0: yeah i don't remember seeing any you're right i didn't i don't remember seeing any flashing lights any flares any anything that would be a visible cue to someone flying down i-5 that hey this is actually closed
1: yeah highways it looked like he was probably going at least 40 miles an hour
0: they uh they caught some they caught some good air and did a lot of flips yeah
1: um henry says what are your general views on neoconservatives uh do you think that they are well-meaning do you think they provide ammunition for far lefts far leftists to paint all republicans as being warmongers um like my hatred for neocons ranks with that of at least leftists are largely ideologues but this, this warmongering conservatism, I find like particularly, this case.
0: I don't feel like I have a good definition of the term. Like what is, is there a formal I, definition?
1: I think that when, when I am talking about neocons, I'm referring to people that still advocate for a uh, big government, for massive deficit spending, for mm-hmm. expansion of the military, especially in the Middle East. Um, I think of like older people. I think of people like Ben Shapiro, people that want to continue to give tons of foreign aid to Israel. That's like what I think about as a standard neocon. What about you?
0: I guess. Yeah, that's why I ask. I just don't have a, a solid definition in my mind. But if we go with that general definition, do you think they are well-meaning? Do you think that they provide ammunition well, I don't know. I, I'm not going to assign malice to anybody without reason for doing so. So I'll assume uh, to steel man that perspective as much as possible in the international context, there are people who believe that America's best interest must be must be maintained internationally. It's the philosophy that if you don't fight them there, you will fight them here. I don't really share that that view, but I understand where they're coming from. And I do think that you can hold that perspective and be well-meaning. I don't think that everybody who holds that perspective is um, is trying to exploit America or send America's money overseas. I think that I think that I think that um, that they're entitled to that view. I don't have a problem with it, uh, but I'd have to know more about uh, what specifically we're trying to to tackle on uh, on the issue of of neoconservatives to to speak more on it.
1: This is from Dan. My question this week has to do with two philosophies I've seen stem from the same premise. One, this country is a gift from God. Therefore, it is our duty to safeguard and protect it. The current unrest demonstrates the need for our vigilance. Two, this country is a gift from God. Therefore, it is his to do with as he sees fit. The current unrest demonstrates his dissatisfaction with us. Hmm. Interesting. Now I'm trying to resolve the consequences of these two philosophies. Uh, by, by taking matters into our own hands, do we risk losing our faith in the primacy of God? And two, by doing nothing, do we risk abd- abdicating to God all personal responsibility. Um, I, uh, the answer to this all lies within free will. I mean, God clearly gave us free will and the ability to reason so that we could make the best decisions that we possibly could. Um, I think it's a cop out to be like, we should, we should do nothing because God's going to take care of it for us. In which case, why would he give us any of these struggles? Why would he give us free will? Why would he give us reason? um like w- w- why even bother if he wanted us to just straight up abdicate our position i think that what we need to do in this situation in order not to lose god's favor i don't really think that this is like god raining down his his anger on us because we failed him although we totally are but i but i think that what we need to do is like use our reason and the evidence that's available to us and our faith Um, to try to navigate the situation in the best, most moral way that we can uh, without losing the West.
0: Yeah, I like the way uh, that you described that. And I was going to say, this question is way too philosophical for my post-two-hour brain to handle. But I like the way that you frame that, and I do think going back to the concept of of, um, objective morality and there being an objective moral framework, an objective right and wrong, I don't I think that what a lot of what the people who are, you could argue trying to destroy this country or the, the, these, um, these Antifa types, the leftist types, the crazies that we're dealing with. If what they're doing is fundamentally immoral. And I believe that it is. I do think that there's a moral obligation to oppose it and to try to stop it and to intervene and to try to make sure that this sort of thing doesn't happen. I don't think that watching someone murder someone else or violate their rights in any other way is as immoral as actually doing it yourself. But I do believe that we all have a, an obligation to to live according to that objective morality, and that means doing what we can to try to stop it where we see it. Yeah. So, uh, how would I answer that according to this question? Uh, I think if if I would if I what what would God in this question want us to do? Well, if God is the source of that objective morality that I'm talking about, I think he would want us to live according to it. And that means not simply sitting back and letting other people uh, be violated in that way. It means taking a stand for what's right. And it means fighting it in whatever ways you can. That's what I mean. I'd say. All
1: right, last question. Josh, do you think it's worth it to engage in political discussions on Facebook now? <laughs> struggling with this because I like having friends across the political spectrum to know what people are thinking but I also think that we should speak up for truth and wisdom in these crazy times and I assume that if I speak the truth unbridled then I'll lose friends in real life I don't shy away from these discussions but my more liberal friends usually don't engage in politics in person like they do online isn't that a reflection of their character if they're like willing to engage in these things online they aren't willing to engage (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, that's probably true
1: Giant vagina that they're willing to do I don't know. Skag and I have talked about this all the time. My life got exponentially better when I cut out every single person that I couldn't have an honest conversation with about politics.
0: I uh, agree a hundred percent people who wanted to assign my perspective, moral value and say, I'm a bad person for believing what I believe aint nobody got time for that. You're gone. You shouldn't be friends with people just because you've been friends for a long time. You should be friends because they contribute actual value to your life. And by the way, That's true for you too. You should contribute value to other people's lives too. It's not that everybody owes you. You owe them too. But what I'm saying is evaluate every single friendship in that way. And I know it's scary to axe friendships because they're no longer valuable or providing value. I was terrified to do it. Blonde convinced me to do it in a lot of contexts, and she was right. I have better friends now. I have uh, a future wife who is, is much more aligned with my values. Everything in my personal life is better because of the courage to make those sort of, uh, kind of those, those <laughs> cutthroat decisions that seem tough, but trust me, they're right to the, to the question on Facebook. Here's my rule. Don't argue with your actual friends on Facebook. I have them all muted. I don't talk to them. I'm not interested in talking to my real life friends on Facebook. I'll text them or I'll yeah. talk to them in real life. Go on, if you want to use Facebook, and I do, I enjoy the trolling, and I'm particularly interested right now because they're trying to do the mask thing in Gallatin County and Bozeman. They're trying to mask everybody up. I go on Facebook just to leave a seed comment on all the local paper stories or the local TV station stories about impending mask say Nope that shit's not happening no I'm deal. not doing it guess what half of us aren't doing it and it's never going to be enforced and of course a bunch of people jump down my throat that's fine I'll fight with them if I want to or if I don't but my point is the, the, the best way I've found to use Facebook for politics is just to plant those seeds in your local environment and for all I know maybe 10 people in Bozeman see it and they're like alright cool someone else thinks what I what I think Maybe I maybe I could say the same thing and not actually be uh, not actually be attacked by the mob, or maybe I could withstand. That's all I'm hoping. If I can just give a little nudge of encouragement to the people I know out there who agree with me in my town, that's what I'm trying to do. That's what Facebook's good for.
1: Um, okay, uh, who was the last person on Super Chat that you did?
0: Let's see. Uh, I stopped at Jimney, Jimney P.
1: Jimney P.
0: And let me see what's going on over on. Um... Streamlabs uh, over on DLive etc. says reset the Constitution to default. Yeah, I, I could be in favor of that, as I've said with just a, a, <laughs> a some kind of asterisk on it. That's like, no, we're really serious this time. All right, it means what it says. Originalism. Maybe we should clarify for the Supreme Court. Originalism is the only legitimate constitutional philosophy. It says yeah. what it says when we wrote it. Dipshits. Not no real. inventive interpretation 200 years from now. That's not a thing.
1: Anticipate abortion. <laughs> um, are you good?
0: I have one over on Streamlabs. Phil says, uh, I gotta be careful with Bill. He's always trying to get me in trouble. Let them play the Black National Anthem before NFL games. It needs to be driven home to normie whites so that there is no bringing the country together anymore. There will be no uh, reservations for <laughs> Can I say this? there will be no Reserv- How about no reservations for old school Americans? <laughs> we will win or we will be destroyed. Uh, I, The NFL and the NBA and NASCAR, they're all going to lose a huge portion of their audience for sure. And I say this as someone who loves football. I don't want to leave football. I love watching it. I don't want politics shoved in my face and I don't want to be told that I'm supposed to hate my country while I'm watching football. I'm sorry. I care about this country and constitutional values and loyalty to those things more than I care about the guy who runs fast or catches the ball or jumps the highest or any of that. I have to, I have to draw a line.
1: Um, This is a latest. Wait, what did Blonde mention? There's a based anti-immigration sect of Catholicism out there. Why the hesitation? What's the downside? Um, Society of St. Pius X. There's another Franciscan pre-Vatican II church that I'm not super familiar with. Um, What's the downside? I mean, it's not sanctioned by the Pope or recognized by the Vatican, but at this point in time, I, I don't really care about that. The downside for me is that it's too difficult for me to abide by their stringent moral standards. I'm just like too shitty right now Mm. at this point in time to be accepted by their church. Um, I mean, if you're a better person than I am, you should go for it. Uh, Jacob C. Hey there. Hope you're doing well. Shows like yours are white pills as they're honest about the situation, but propose solutions. Ew. Uh, the problem I've been seeing with Tim pools content lately is honestly no solutions. Do we propose solutions? Because basically I was talking about killing everybody else.
0: <laughs> Collapsitarianism is a solution. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate the compliment. I wish I had more. I wish I had better thought out solutions. That's one thing I, I could probably improve on. I I don't have a, a shortage of criticisms, but it, it as we're finding out with the left, it's a lot easier to criticize and destroy than it is to build. And if I oppose them to the degree that I think I do, I should probably focus on building more than I do. And yeah. I, I think you're right about uh, general philosophy there.
1: Uh, first Son of Man Blonde, why ugh. Why is your dear friend Lauren Southern been so quiet about Stephen Molyneux's ban on Twitter and YouTube? I don't know why everybody thinks that, like, because you have a, an Internet friend that, you know, the inner workings of their mind. Hmm. Like, I have no fucking idea. I never look at her Twitter. Has she not said anything about it? I don't know.
0: I have no idea. I, I don't know.
1: I mean, is she obligated to opine on this? Everybody can agree that it's shitty that he got banned. Right. I'm sure. Including yeah, I Warren. would hesitate
0: to. I would definitely hesitate to assign a motive to not saying anything. That is to say, I'm trying to hide something or I'm, I agree with what happened. Not saying something is just not saying something. I think in all fairness, you have to ask a person a question to see what they think. And I, I, I have no idea what she thinks.
1: Um, E Michael Jones got banned too.
0: On YouTube or what? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, Dragon Warrior. Everyone says slavery was so bad. Ooh. Okay. Uh, But what about whites dying on the frontier or dying in coal mines or dying in an industrial accident at 10 years old, not condoning it, but 600,000 died to freed them too. That's true. And then after that we ended slavery all over the world. So I apologize for nothing and black people need to recognize that an, out of a horrible situation has born a wonderful situation for them, which is that they don't have to live in Africa now.
0: (laughs) Who was it that got in trouble for that? Wasn't it like uh was it Muhammad Ali who said something like that? Or uh, there was some controversial comment like that, but I want to, the, the only thing I want to say is like um, black lives matter. And, and a lot of these degenerates are not, are not black people. too. there are like, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of black people who are not on board with this agenda. So I, I just, you know, hashtag not all. I want to be, I want to be fair is the only thing.
1: Jamie, Jamie Clay. So is the black national anthem play that funky music? White boy. And as it con- Racist to take the black pill and nice to see blonde's whittle nose back <laughs> pretty nicely. It looks good.
0: Wow, two in um, a row. Two super chats in a row about your nose.
1: Laurel says, Blonde, your nose looks great. Um, shouting from the cheap seats, guys, I'm going to cancel my Google account. Susan just blocked a harmless super chat. I'm going to find another format to contribute and vent. Um, yeah, you can, you can donate on Streamlabs.
0: And th- um, thanks for supporting the show wherever you may decide to. And uh, Susan, I'm sorry you've just lost your 30%. Yeah, really.
1: Hmm. Uh, latest, quit YouTube forever, then spike the ball by immediately denying the <laughs> uh
0: Thanks for supporting the show, too. That was uh, very kind of you. Much appreciated.
1: Oh, I am um, not going to be. Benjamin says with. your show is absolutely a white pill. Been watching for years. Don't change a thing except BitSlide, dude. WTF?
0: I yeah, BitSlide is news to me, but uh, I appreciate it. Hey, if if you consider this to be a white pill, that's uh, I, that's a high compliment. I don't know that I would have characterized our show that way. But uh, I appreciate it very much.
1: Disappear forever. I am not going to be neighborly. John Mark's rally for the joggers. I don't know what that is. So apparently not.
0: I I have no idea. Yeah, that's that's news to me too.
1: Uh, Gabriel Tran says Kanye West should wear white face when facing against Joe Biden. (laughs) When questioned on it, he should respond, "I ain't black because I ain't voting Biden."
0: If you don't vote for me, then you ain't white. That should be Kanye's. uh, That should be Kanye's campaign slogan.
1: Uh Schercy says, what percent of black male parents aren't around to answer this? Do Black Lives Matter? Uh, 70% of black youths are being raised by single mothers right now? That is
0: that is insane, man. That is
6: shocking statistic.
0: That is no chance from the start. I mean, I talk about I would talk about what I look forward to offering our kids, both from the perspective of, of me and my future wife in terms of what are equally important things that we can offer our kids in complimentary fashion. I know that I got that from my parents too. I talk about what my parents were able to give to me to be able to create something like this show. You're giving the kid no chance from the start. We talk about all the factors. That's gotta be factor number one in terms of what is driving the various ills that, that plague the black community. Violetless homes has to be issue number one.
1: Agreed. Um, Russell wear says, "Don't Ferberize your baby. That biz sucks, and it's not the best way, in my opinion. I have no idea what that means.
0: Uh, for, I, w- I thought maybe it was Febreze. <laughs> so, don't Febreze your stinky baby. I don't know. I won't. Oh, it's um, the Ferber method." the Ferber method or Ferberization is a technique invented by Dr. Ferber to solve infant sleep problems. It involves baby training children to self soothe by allowing oh, yeah. the child to cry for a predetermined amount of time before receiving external comfort.
1: No, that seems like child abuse to me. I'm not doing that. Hmm. Uh, Russell, Buware PS Oregon is only blue on paper. Like Matt said, it's the big cities, but it's in South park, Asian guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, bill mcpherson romans 214 gentiles who do not have god's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it even without having heard it but without god men can choose to reject morality that is
0: hmm. that is true that's along, yeah it's uh, the themes that we were discussing for sure
1: uh my baby's freaking out i think i'm gonna do two more and then i'm gonna have to okay i the... think
0: we're about finished up here
1: oh no we got a bunch more
0: oh well i guess sure. i need to reload
1: Reloaded. Uh, John Martin says, "As nearly 60 boomer, I'm ready to recover from the ashes." I hear you, John. Um, Mark Hogan says, "You two are worth listening to." Thank oh well, you so much. well,
0: thanks for tuning in.
1: Um, do you know where we are?
0: Uh, Graham is up next, right?
1: Uh, yes. Okay, I'm gonna head out. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate the flexibility.
0: Yeah, thanks uh, Thanks for a good show. And, uh, of course, thanks to the audience for patience with uh, with this as we uh, we keep the show rolling. And I will catch up with Super Chat and we'll call it a night. And uh, we'll Hi, see I. you back on Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday. All right. Uh, thanks for patience, guys. Let's see what uh, Graham has to say here. Masks full-time can cause bagpipe long. I've been reading more about potential um, health downsides to wearing a mask. And uh, it does seem kind of interesting. It's obviously not—it's not natural for a human being to have some sort of covering over your airways. So I, I, I wouldn't assume that there aren't any consequences for doing that sort of thing. Oh uh, crap! Says press F to respect uh, for respect for the plaid. Well, thank you. That I, I appreciate that. Um, and and seriously speaking, I do appreciate how receptive you guys have been to that. This isn't a show about me personally, so I try not to make it overly personal. And the other reason I don't want to talk about super personal things all the time is because uh, when you submit those sorts of personal details to the, to the internet, uh, you can, you can expect a lot of um, toxicity in return sometimes. And for things that are deeply personal, nobody really wants to, to, uh, to submit themselves to that sort of thing. So I appreciate not only people's um, interest and willingness to talk about it, but for the kindness that you've offered in talking about it as well, it does mean a lot to me. So thank you guys. Uh, I'm a psychopath says uh, it's just a human necessity to convert sadness and tragedy into purpose. Otherwise it will consume you. Uh, Skag seven, 2020 words to live by. Well said, Matt kudos. Here's a few dollars to repeat that quote. So people could hear it again. Well, thanks. I I'm sure it could be better stated if um if uh, you know, I had some more time to sit down and think about it, or perhaps somebody else could express it better. But yes, uh, you you can't just let sadness and tragedy sit and consume you in that way. It it um it will be the end of your potential. So it has to be repurposed. And like I said, I don't feel like it was something that I chose to do. It's just uh, the the way of the world kind of told me that's what had to be done. So that's that's what I did. And I got to tell you guys while we're on this topic and i don't mean to hijack this for my personal stuff but um on that topic uh this, as i said this is the house i still live in the house that my brother and i shared and in fact the room in which i make the podcast and which i make my videos was his old room and that means a lot to me too the camera i still use to make my youtube videos was his camera uh he was a photography student and it means a lot to me to repurpose things that were his and a part of his life and a part of what we shared into something that is big and meaningful. And so I thank you guys so much for participating in this with me because, um, I mean, it just, it means a hell of a lot to me to know that this room and that camera have been able to create something that has a lot of value and have gone on to fulfill a purpose and more than anything have made something that, if my brother were here to see, he, he, you know, he wasn't a, <laughs> he, he was a man of few words. He didn't have a lot to say, but something he would not and be a proud and be proud of. Uh, it means a lot to me. And, um, I don't talk about that personal stuff very much, but if you're still listening, I want, I want to thank you for, for being a part of that with me. It, it matters a hell of a lot and it, uh, it, it keeps me carrying on. So thanks for hanging out. Uh, let's see. Chris Buckley says, uh, I just read that uh, I just read the city of Seattle is holding classes for white people to help them rid them of their whiteness. I don't know what to say. Blonde, congratulations. I will forward that to her. Very happy for you and yours, Matt. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you. And thanks for your uh, generous support of the show. Oh, is my system down? I can't get the Bernie for you. Let's see if I can. I am not going to. Be- yeah, there we go. I got to give what's due. I am not going to be niggardly. Uh, very much appreciated. And yeah, I guess um, pretty soon being white on the streets of Seattle will probably be a crime. I would think Jacob says, salvation is for sinners. You can't clean yourself up to go to God. Silly uh, papist. Is it papist or papist? Sorry for mispronunciation. That's the whole point. He comes to you while you're broken. It could be, maybe that's what I'm talking about before earlier too. Like I said, I don't feel like I chose a lot of these things in terms of the way that that sadness and tragedy were repurposed in my life into purpose. It's just something that, that happened for all I know. As I continue down this journey to considering the concept of God and the concept of a lot of the concepts of a lot of religious teachings, maybe that happened. Maybe he did come to me while I was broken. and I don't even realize it. Totally possible. Total, something came to me. I don't know what it was, but maybe that was it. Maybe I should think about it some more. Crash test says uh, happy belated independence day. Uh, note the donation amount 1776 and that's in, is that in pounds is that british currency is that what gbp stands for just to be sure uh that's ironic if that is the case uh yeah british pound rates all right cool so thank you for uh that donation and um <laughs> that's, that's uh that's funny thanks for the music uh, tip i've been listening to aeneas on repeat for weeks now kanye 2020 is funny just guaranteed trump re-election well thanks for checking it out like i said that's a friend of mine from college who. Um, yeah, I don't know if he ever... I don't know how far he went with his music. I haven't talked to him for a little while. But uh, like I said, he's probably the best guitar player I've ever personally known. So thanks for checking out his stuff. Disappear Forever says, John Mark went full cuck-servative, watch the Rally uh, video. Okay, I'll have to check it out. I haven't seen that at all. Uh, let's see. Just a couple more and we'll call it a night. Um, Dangerous Spaces says was cool to find out that i shared a birthday with uh with your mom matt (laughs) turns out my niece shares a birthday with your brother we'll think of him next february that's right i have dropped my family birthdays on the show a few times um so yeah that's that's kind of an interesting coincidence and thanks for calling in tonight and uh, we'll catch you next time man thanks for supporting the show lex termine says matt thanks for getting back to me this week heading south tomorrow good riddance new york blonde congratulations on your bundle of joy god bless the both of you well all the best in your trip as well. Hopefully you're off to greener pastures, and uh, I, I, I wish you nothing but success and uh, hopefully a, a better life than the one that you're choosing to leave, for sure. Best of luck with it, and thanks for hanging out with us tonight, guys. I think we're I think we're all set. We look good over on D Live. I think we're clear on uh, on Streamlabs. By the way, I'm looking at Streamlabs now. It's it, it's now today's what June eighth. Streamlabs still has the rainbow emo- or the rainbow avatar. Isn't that just a Pride Month thing? I don't know. I guess they're carrying on. Maybe Pride Month got lost too much in all the Black Lives Matter stuff, so they're uh, so they're carrying it on an extra few weeks, something like that. Anyway, I have talked plenty tonight. Thanks for hanging out with me, guys. Thanks for the interesting calls. Thanks for the interesting email questions. That is, as always, much appreciated. And thanks for hanging out with us tonight in general. Uh, what do we got on Sunday? Um, I, I don't have that much. I don't know if you saw. A California hobo took a shit live on CNN. That was a great moment. Plenty of hoax hate uh, as well. And Home Depot is changing. Speaking of hoax hate, Home Depot is changing its rope policy. No more nooses at Home Depot. We'll talk about it Sunday.